screen stayed on. I, that's happened a couple of times. I'm not sure why, but anyway, never mind. Uh, yeah, Manchester United beat us and our roller coaster season on a trough. After being on the up after the uh, big win against Everton, now back at the bottom. So maybe we'll win the next game. The next game, carry on like that. And it seems to be something that's forever happening in our season. Uh, and I have to talk about it on uh, Mondays. Uh, luckily, though, I don't have to talk about it that much today because I've got one Spurs fan, Spurs fan, one Man United fan, so they can do it for me. Uh, and I just have to be referee. Uh, ben, <laughs> a Spurs fan, uh, you know him from Shelfside Spurs and, and been on him numerous times. How are you doing, Vez? I'm very well, thank you, Chris. Thank you for having me on. Oh, no problem. Welcome anytime. Just quickly, uh, Shelfside Spurs, where can people find that? Uh, you can find us Thursday between around about 7.30. Usually we kick off. Um, and yeah, it's a bit mad and, and, and crazy. And we've had some uh, we've had some important guests on. We had Steve Perriman a couple of weeks ago. So go out and check check our Steve Perriman video. It's a lot of fun. Excellent. Uh, if you want to find that, it's in the description. Uh, the res is our Twitter handle and the link to Shelfside Spurs. Check that out. And Ben, United fan, how you doing, Belly? Yeah, fine, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Be on good behaviour, please. We're upset here. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so let's start. I'll start with you, Ben, because I've got a feeling you'll want to talk about this. In terms of players, there's uh, World Class, then there's Ronaldo and Messi as well. I didn't think we played too bad in that game. We'll come to what Rez thought about that in a bit. I didn't think we played too bad, certainly in that first half, nine shots. De Gea didn't really do much. I can't remember Lovie's doing too much either. But when you've got Ronaldo... <laughs> You're gonna have a chance at scoring. He's 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 had a fairly poor season by his standards, I guess, but that was what you expect from Ronaldo, was it? Yeah, well I think I think when 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 he came back I thought we might have had a few more a bit like that. Um obviously he's had a bit of criticism, I think. You know, it's I think he's even been called our problem, which is um it's a nice problem to have. Um but it's uh you know, I just yeah, I mean, Ronaldo, Ronaldo on his day is a match winner, isn't he? And like, I think he's got that just complete will to win as well that, you know, we've had in the past, but not many players have. And I think he pretty much, well, he pretty much won that game on his own. I thought there was a few good performances from United players, but, you know, when it comes to it, he, you know, really dug us out. I mean, and he has done it pretty much all season. I mean, maybe not so much in the league, but you look at the Champions League the games i mean we would be out <laughs> so it's uh you know i mean it, we you know, we'll probably be favorites for the europa or the moment but it's you know it's it, it's you know that's what we got and as soon as we go ahead we are a we are definitely a better team going ahead we are as well i think it was a game of uh yeah. well it was quite an odd game wasn't it i thought it could be a cure for insomnia it was anything but that but um yeah it's one of those it's one of those things as well i think i saw some crazy stat today that united winning at half time have gone <laughs> have gone three hundred and something games, twenty one games not losing well, after we're winning at half time. Well, you haven't lost in the Premier League when you've been winning at half time, apparently. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. So, you know, I felt quite good about it at half time. And then uh you know, yeah, I think but the answer to the question, I think Ronaldo you know, is obviously our big time player. When we need him he does seem to step up. 
<coughs> uh, just quickly thank you to everybody for watching as well uh please hit the like please hit the subscribe with 194 subscribers at the moment uh please get me to 200 we've just suffered a loss it'll be a nice uh, uh present to uh, <laughs> uh recover the the loss from... yeah, absolutely <laughs> and uh Rez, uh your thoughts on the game uh, like i said i thought we played quite well uh, uh We'll come to the uh, poor finishing and, and final ball in a bit, but Kane, son, I think we, we, I, I still think world class, but I think Ronaldo, Messi are on a, a different level. To, I, I don't think you can call Messi and Ronaldo world class. I think they're higher than that. And yeah, I mean, it, 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 I mean, we 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 didn't play, we didn't play horrendously, hmm. and in actual fact. Man United minus Ronaldo were pretty damn poor. Um, they have good individual players, but as a team, they're really bad at the moment. There's no cohesion. There's no real sense of team play. Um, and so, you know, a lot of people have turned around and said, oh, well, you know, this is what happens when you've got an average squad. And it's like, yeah, our squad is average, as in Spurs, but that's not the reason we lost on Saturday. We lost on Saturday because one of the greatest players who has ever played the game had an immense performance, right? Ronaldo won that game for Man United. Man United, the rest of them, didn't really do much. Um, you know, we <laughs> you had Jadon Sancho, who people sort of say is the future of English football. To me, he looked more like the future of black cab driving, right? <laughs> Didn't because he say the second one? Yeah, but that's the thing. It's the assist, you know, he got a couple of assists, but it was almost like it was the exception to what he was doing. You know, going up against Matt Doherty, who isn't the best sort of right back you'll hope to find. And... You would, you know, given what Doherty has done or not done for Spurs over the last few years, you would have expected him to have been skinned consistently, and he wasn't. Mm. You know, the matchup was mm. fairly even. You know, Sancho got a couple of, uh, got a couple of um, sort of balls in, got a couple of, got the better of him a couple of times, but it wasn't, it wasn't a sort of David and Goliath um, situation there. Man United were awful. You know, just Ronaldo, um, and it wasn't. It was it was individual errors that led to their goals, rather than poor team play. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd agree with that. Uh, yeah, a couple of comments from Simply Ace. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Ronaldo is the definition of a winner, unlike our team full of mostly losers. Like Conte said, trying is not enough. We need to get results. Uh, but Ben, what did you think of your performance? Uh, uh, ignore Ronaldo. Obviously, he was the 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 deciding factor, but in terms of your performance, I, I thought Fred played quite well in terms of breaking yeah. stuff up and he yeah, kind of uh, moved stuff forward. But uh, yeah, I, I thought first half, if it carries on, there's only going to be one winner because I thought not that we were all over you. We didn't really uh, 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 trouble uh, De Gea that much, but we carved you open a few times yeah. and better finish in, better final pass than we would have been in and De Gea would have been called upon. I can't really remember Lorries having to make... Too many saves. He obviously had to pull it out of his net three times, and uh, mm -hmm. the, the 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 third goal came from him saving uh, Ronaldo's shot for corner. Uh, but yeah, I, I, 
I think, I think to me... I, I thought the second half was far more even. We had nine shots at goal in the first half, and I think we ended the game with 10 or 11, maybe. Obviously, mm. the, our second goal doesn't count as one of those because it was known goal. But, yeah, what, what did you think of your performance overall, ignoring Ronaldo? Yeah, well, I mean, I agree with you. I thought I thought Fred was 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 pretty good. I mean, uh, th- I think it's weird when f- when Fred plays like well, you know, like, like it's it's not not that he not that he doesn't, you know, he's not like a six out of ten guy or whatever, seven out of ten. But but he was that's his best performance in the United shirt. I thought I thought he did really well, and we were missing. I think for us anyway, we, this is how crazy it sounds. But we were obviously missing McTominay, and when I saw the teams, I did think, hmm, you know, because. I think he's been our best midfielder this year, McTominay. And then obviously Bruno was missing as well. So I was a little, you know, I thought we're missing a few, a few sort of key players in there. And I thought, yeah, I thought Fred did well. I thought, um, but, but again, I, you know, I'm not saying Fred had a 10 out of 10, you know, I think it's more the sort of shock that he likes looks like an eight out of 10, you know, so it's, um, we have that with pretty much all of our players barring two. So, but I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just thought that, I just thought that both teams looked, looked absolutely terrified every time the other one attacked. I, I just, I, uh, you know, I, I felt that, you know, uh, you, there was three at the back for you lot. I don't really think they marked many players. You know, that, that you know, I think even the first goal, I think you see Ronaldo drops off, Dyer's too far off. We'll, we'll come to that marking. later. I've got some yeah. photos for the goals. Yeah, and yeah, well, yeah. That is one of them. And 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 the, and the same with us. You know, I mean, you know, if, I was a little bit surprised you took. Uh, Kulaseski, or is it? Have I said that right? Yeah, yeah. I, th- yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought he, I thought he was he was he was more of a threat than Son. I think I think Son is a wonderful, wonderful player, and I think, um, yeah. And I, 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 but I don't think he, first half. I thought he was getting in lots of little nice positions. Son, sort of that sort of left hand side middle, mm-hmm. um, and I think Ranek changed it. He changed Matic and Fred round their sides, and I think that helped in the second half. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't a great performance. I think we did enough. I, 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 you know, not that again, we were, Loris wasn't making save after save either. It was, it was one of those games where I think both teams were quite good up until like the final third. You know, I think we conceded a lot of, lot of space to you wide. I think your, 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 not uh, fullbacks, your wingbacks got quite high up quite often in decent positions, I thought, but I didn't really ever feel like we were going to, you know, it was always going to have goals in it. I thought as soon as us the, the the start, you know, they were in the, the one where Davies got in as well. Like uh, Davies got in early, didn't he, and scored, but he was off. And yeah, um, I mean that was you know. offside. It was yeah, I mean, fairly conclusive. Was... Though. I think it was about half a yard. Yeah, a yard offside, but what I mean but, is, but it was good I mean passing was... movement there, and yeah, carved you open quite. Yeah, in the end, even I think that's what time. when your third centre back stepped in, it caused us problems. I think quite often. Um, yeah, the thing the thing you got to bear in mind is that 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 game. The weird thing is, is that even though it was a five goal um, game, it was actually short on quality, incredibly yeah. short yeah. on quality. Yeah. Both sides, their create their their creation was minimal. Yeah, you know our goals. One was uh, a penalty. Um, your goals, one was a worldy, one was a decent move and the other was a set piece, you know, um, that was not, that was not a classic game of football. And you're right. There was this feeling that both sides were, um, were, were terrified of each other. I mean, there was a, there was a period sort of midway through the first half where it looked like there was just absolutely no organization on the pitch (laughs) from either side. 
it was it was it was like football farce. I couldn't believe what I was no. seeing. This was yeah. Man United against Spurs. I mean, you know, if it had been uh, no disrespect to them, you know, Norwich against Newcastle or sorry, Norwich <laughs> against Burnley, desperate to avoid relegation, I could understand it. But this was players, you know, teams going for the top four. Um, yeah, listen, di- di- we cannot. As a Spurs fan, the thing I'll say is this. We cannot point to that game as indicative of anything at Spurs right now. It's not indicative of any problems with the manager. It's not indicative of any problems with the players apart from Son, I would say. But I'm sure we'll come to him. Um, it was they they worked hard. They And Conte said it. I see improvements. And he was right. You know, there was much more cohesion on the Spurs side of things than um, than we've seen previously. It really just was Ronaldo decided to turn up. Yeah, and and, and, and I think and he hasn't done it that much either. No, uh, in the in the league. Do, in the do league. you think the uh, uh, being left out of City, being battered by City, helped you there and and got him? Super angry, Ben, and and well, I'm in the team now, so I'm gonna show why I should have been in that team and well, why we'd have, I'd have beaten Man City. Well, maybe not that, but why I should have been playing against Man City. Do you think he was super angry, and then that helped him? Maybe, kind of maybe. I, I think when you give Ronaldo a sniff of it as well, like I think, like I said, he was coming off, he was getting space. He, you know, he, those are the games that you know he, he thrives on. I think, and I think as well, the the last twenty minutes against City was probably the lowest point I think I've had as a United fan. I honestly, honestly, I, like it was. I mean, that you know, it, it reminded Surely me of like when one must have been fairly low. It was no, no, a humiliation. It, it was a humiliation yeah, by City. Yeah. It really was a case of we're not your nosy neighbours anymore. Okay, this is what we are, and this is what you are. Yeah. Um, it reminded it, me of when the yeah. yeah, it reminded me of the dads turn up at the school to play the kids, but they take it seriously. Yeah, you know, like yeah, and and, and you know, and you know, it was, uh, you know, and they're like, let's keep the ball, you know, and um, yeah, so yeah, and, and you no, know, so it had to get better than that. Um, I think we were, but I mean, even the goal, like Rez says that you know that that we scored that was a decent one. It was just a straight single ball. It was a straight ball. I mean, you you at this level, at this level, to be beaten by a straight ball by Nemanja Matic. I mean that you know that, yeah. that you know that is. I'd agree. I'd agree. But the thing that, that, that again, it wasn't it wasn't that that caused the goal that that caused us to concede. It was basically a little. It really was one tiny little slip up. So what was happening is that Regulon was was tracking back. Then our centre back stepped forward to try and string the off uh, spring the offside yeah. trap. He then was he was going towards the goal and had to reverse direction, managed it, but was like. 30 centimetres off, uh, sorry, playing, uh, what's it called, Sancho, 30 centimetres on side because he had to do that change of direction. And even that, it's hard to sort of say it's a defensive error because the centre-back... That's just communication, isn't it? Knowing when your uh, buddy's going to be moving forward, knowing when your line should be forward. Exactly. Begion hasn't played. uh, Hasn't played, exactly. has been in for six games, isn't he? Yeah, and so that's the problem. It was, again... So many people are bemoaning or having a go at the the squad for how they played. And it's like, seriously, you know, like, for instance, uh, Matt Doherty had a couple of good games um, recently and everyone was saying, OK, well, that's good. 
Um, some people have taken it too far. It's been tongue in cheek with the sort of Maradoherty, for instance. <laughs> right? It's been tongue in cheek. It's not been serious, but he's had a couple of good games. It's been nice to see. Um, and then when we lose, everyone's saying, oh, everyone's been bigging up Matt Doherty and saying he's the future. Like, no one said that, first of all. And second of all, just because we lost doesn't mean he played badly. You know, he played fine. He played all right. You know, there wasn't any glaring errors that we have seen from him up until recently. He did, he he performed as as expected. You know, yeah. there was nothing... There was nothing outstanding about any of the Spurs players, but there was nothing egregiously bad about them either. It was it was average. It just it just always feels to me with Spurs that Kane and Son are on it, then you're in massive trouble. You know, I think if then if they're not right there at it, then against in the big games it's a struggle for Spurs. That, that, well, we that's get just... carried. We we get carried. Spurs get carried by them. I yeah, mean, well, yeah, yeah. I mean. Our top scorers are Son and Kane. Do you know who? Do you, would you like to know who the third top scorer is? I for think Spurs? I saw it. Is it Ogol? Is it Ogol? Owen Goals. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, that says it all. Okay. Yeah, they, it does. They really do I mean, spe speaking of Kane, perfect here. As a, uh, uh, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> Kane wasn't having a great game. Really showed the negligence of the board, not having a real quality option from the bench to make a difference was key. Uh, we don't really need to go into that. We, we, everyone knows. <laughs> Sure. I don't I don't think I don't think it was a lack of it was a lack of sort of another striker that did for us on Saturday. Mm. The general point I 100 percent agree with, but on Saturday mm. it wasn't that that did for us. It was yeah. we needed a bit more creativity, would have been a little bit more sharpness. It was just it wasn't enough to cope with Ronaldo. To be honest, I think if Ronaldo wasn't playing, yeah, we'd we, have won, I we, think. We probably would have won. I, I feel, given the way that Man U played, given the way they have been playing, mm. given the way that we played, um, I honestly thought that that we could have won that if Ronaldo hadn't played that day and hadn't yeah. been. It's a concatenation of circumstances, mm. basically. Yeah, and uh, simply Ace has said, uh, to be fair, everyone turns up against us yeah. from the top to bottom players. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, 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 everyone, everyone loves. <laughs> Everyone loves playing against Spurs at the moment. Yeah, Dr. Um, Tottenham turn up, everyone loves it. Uh, but there's uh, yeah. Kane and Son. God knows what Son mm -hmm. had on his feet. Slippers, presumably, quite literally. Uh, he was the only player slipping over, and he did it about mm. four times. So I'm, I'm not sure yeah, what was happening I, there. Uh, but, I mean, yeah. like Ben said, if they play well, we play well. Uh, Kane, if mm. he drops deep and is allowed to dictate play, like we saw against Everton, mm. Leeds, we, we kill teams. Uh but yeah, I mean, son, he needs a vest for me. Uh, uh, you see, yeah, he, he needs a vest for me. He plays every yeah, game of the season. He travels to yeah. for career games all over the mm -hmm. place. How many times a year? Mm -hmm. uh, he needs a vest, but like uh, like Spurfix said, we 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 don't have that option off the bench. I mean, you got more of them, but possibly not not the same. But we we do have now. Barring a couple where you know the rearranged games will happen, we on the main, mm -hmm. in the main rather, we do have one game per week rather than one mm -hmm. game a weekend, one game on a Wednesday, and so on. Uh, barring so obviously week, the this week, not notwithstanding, exactly. This yeah. week we're oh, playing Wednesday, Saturday, so Wednesday, that's what Sunday. I meant. In two weeks' time, in two weeks' time, yeah. that's what I meant. I mean, the thing about it is, is that with Sunny, I mean, Kane seems to be getting battled or has got back to the player that he was last season 
Um, he's 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 sort of that verve has returned, which has been missing for a large part of this season. Sun, on the other hand, whereas at the beginning of the season he was, you know, full of full of piss and vinegar. Let's put it that way. <laughs> he seems to have lost it. And it's not him. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but he has not been playing as well as we've seen him play before. And Man United was, I mean, a player slipping over doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just means no. his studs aren't right. Yeah, but, ballet shoes or something like that. Exactly. Than football boots. And... <laughs> but <laughs> the, the thing about Sonny is that he's been off the boil. Hmm. Um, he is of the way I've likened it is that he is like a Ferrari engine that is in desperate need of maintenance. Yeah, I mean, would, would you agree with this from Simply Ace? He says, uh, we're burning out, son. Why not give him a rest yeah. for the Brighton match? Bring in Berg Vine or we'll yeah. get injured again. I, I think yeah, you've I think got to give him a rest for a week or two. Absolutely, I agree. Um, I don't think he will. I mean, well, do you know what? I think, it, listen, one, one, thing that we, one thing that we know is that a lot of the time managers will try and play a player into form again. Um, you know, it might be a confidence issue. He might not be happy. It might be um, physical. It might be mental. We don't know because we're not party to it. So, you know, I, I'm not going to turn around and say, why is Sun playing again? It's because Conte knows more than I do. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see him rested. I would like to see him given a small period uh, away so that he can just decompress because it seems to be mental. He doesn't, he's not playing with a smile on his face at the moment, which you know, when Sun plays, you can see he's enjoying himself. Yeah. You know, the exemplar of that was that push cash uh, goal that he scored against mm. Burnley. I mean, that is Hyungman's son. Um, not what we saw against Man United on Saturday, not what we've seen a couple of times this season where he just seems to be just a bit flat. Yeah. Uh, he's still been delivering, but again, it's like that Ferrari engine. If you push the accelerator, it's going to give you buzz, but it's still, it needs, that doesn't mean it's working perfectly. It's still working badly, even though it's performing. Um, and that's the argument that's been going around the bloody Spurs from back and fucking forth. No, his stats show he's good. No, but the eye test show he's bad. It's fucking both. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think what I do, he needs a rest. And, and Kane coming deep is absolutely fine if you've got someone further on, which we seem to have in the uh, uh, games where people attack us. You've got mm. Sun and Kulisevsky who stay forward on the on wide and then one of them drifts in the yeah. middle if Kane comes deep. I'd play Scarlet. I know he's only 17, 18 or whatever, but top four for me is done now. We, we ain't getting oh, yeah. top four. We'll yeah. come to top four a bit later because um, mm. uh, at least one of our teams is in the shell. Um, so we'll come to that later. Uh, but I'd play Scarlet. Scarlet will stay up front. So you've got that up front player anyway. And Kane can go mm. and do whatever he wants, a kind of a free roll kind of thing and try something mm -hmm. like that. Um, Although, like simply Ace says, I'd feel a bit sorry for Bergvine because I do quite like Bergvine. He's, he's done okay. But yeah. And uh, simply Ace said again, uh, Conte said everyone needs to be put under pressure for their place in the team. And there are far too many players that are comfortable. Uh, yeah. That comes from the lack of uh, replacements. But you know, I, don't ben, think, it, I don't think Sonny is one of them. No. Sonny no. for me has never come across as one that's complacent in his place no. in the team. 
Yeah, I think he's he right. I agree with, yeah, I agree with Ace, though. Yeah. But do you know what? At the same time, right now, th- that squad picks itself. That team picks itself. Right? Because if you go through that team, who are you going to play? Look at the wingbacks. You've got Reggie or Sessegnon. Hobson's choice. Doherty or f- fucking Emerson. Right? <laughs> That's his first name. That is now his official first name, right? His name is fucking Emerson, all right? I mean, I... I don't, Are you a fan I, of him I, or not? I can't really yes. tell. Oh, I love Emerson. I love him. I have pictures. <laughs> you can't see them. They're, they're, they're all on that side of the room. It's like a shrine. <laughs> no, the thing is, I, I don't I don't like beating on a player that tries to work, right? If they work hard, that's that's the only thing I'm going to judge them on in terms of what I demand of them. I old Sam. But Emerson is fucking awful right he may as i've been saying he might turn out to one day be the greatest right back to ever grace a football field but he ain't that now okay and so it really white you know right wing back who do you have doherty or emerson in the middle you know your midfield if let's say for instance we don't have benton kerr yeah, and, and he's rubbish but right exactly <laughs> let's say for instance we don't have benton kerr and skip and hoyberg We've got to play Winks and Harvey White, right? How is that a choice? Skips might be out for the whole season, so we're stuck. Up front, when you've got Bergwijn, Mora, Sun, Kulisevsky, which two do you pick? You pick Sun and Kulisevsky, and we don't have a striker to take the place of Kane. So you play the thing. The team picks itself, right? Mm. You know... Who are we going to have at centre back? Sanchez, really? <laughs> you know, Galini and goal. That's the thing. Right now, it has to be that eleven, and yeah. so they will. But it can be now, team. can't it? With injuries, uh, hmm. uh, withstanding because of one yeah. game each week. But, uh, but Ben, getting back talk- to what Ace said, getting back to what Ace said about the players being put under pressure. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely, they should. Every single player should be always, always having one eye over their shoulder as to, um, you know, I've got to keep my place in the team. But right now, we're probably as far from that position as it's possible to be. And all of that, you know, the the problems that, the, the, the cause of that is elsewhere. It's not Conte, it's not the players, the, 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 the blame, in inverted commas, lies elsewhere. Yeah, and... Uh... Ben, we talked about Sun, who, who's obviously kind of a, a form has dipped uh, for me, needs a vest. Your two kind of players in that position who played on uh, uh, Saturday, you've got Sancho, who, regardless of how you think he did, he set up a goal. And, and you said to me, uh, at the City game, him and McTominay were the only two who looked like they were trying in that second yeah. half. And then Rashford, and he's really kind of fallen down, uh, which... What he did with the government and everything, I think everyone can say that they think Marcus Bashford is probably a really, really nice bloke. But in terms of football, it's kind of gone downhill a bit. And there was a moment in, I think the second half, I think it was, where he's got Ben Davies one-on-one and he's turned back and gone backwards, which Marcus Bashford, when he's 60, could beat Ben Davies for pace now. And, and, and that, for me, is a confidence thing. He's been playing very well. He, uh, I mean, you'll know this better than me, but he, uh, from my point of view, he doesn't get in the team that much. And if he does, it's kind of bit parts. Uh, this was an opportunity for him to 
kind of not announce himself again, but put himself in bad Nick's plans. So that's my position. What did you yeah. think of? Uh, uh, yeah, what what did you think of his performance, and why do you think he he's he's kind of gone downhill in in terms of football form? Well, I think I think first of all, every single player that we've got that was that was English has struggled this year. Came back from the World Cup. Every every single one of them. Shaw hasn't been to the standard he was uh, last season. Where I actually think last season Shaw was probably the best left back in the league. Right? I uh, I think um, this season Rashford. Rashford had surgery at the start of the year too, and I think he started the year unfit. But he started okay, and he scored a few important goals. The West Ham one in the last minute. Um, he has he has chipped in, and I think if you go and look at the the, the goal like, again, going back to Rez's point about stats, you can you can you can frame an argument on stats, you know, quite easily. And I think if you went and looked at Jaden Sancho and Rashford, I I might be wrong, but I would say that goals and assists. Rashford would be better per min- minutes played than Sancho. But as with what you were saying about Kane, the trajectory is uh, it going up. So the current so the current opinion on it, as where Rashford is, is, is on the way down. And so you've got Sancho going up and Rashford going down and Alanga coming in and scoring some important goals as well. So I don't know about Rashford. I, I, I'm, a, I'm of the optimistic side that I think actually is, is a dip in form. I mean, players have it. I think, I think it does, does, does occur. The one thing I would say is we brought Jaden Sancho to be a right winger and he's playing on the left. Every player that turns up at our club as a winger, like the Beyonce song, go to the left. Right? You know, and, and like, 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 like like and, and we end we end up we end up with um you know, like I'm pretty sure at the start of the season, Rashford would have thought, right, left wing's mine, I'm gonna have Shaw bombing past me, I'll have Bruno and Pogba, the right hand side would I'd have Sancho. Maybe at the start of the season he thought Greenwood too, but you know, and then you know, and and and, and so so, you know, we had it, on paper anyway, it looked like incredible options. But I agree with Reza. Similar thing with the Sun thing. I think Rashford it didn't start as well as Sun, obviously, but has, has sort of gone in the same trajectory as that as that way. But what I would say about just reverting back to Sun is resting him is 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 a twofold thing. I think because if you rest Kane and Sun, if Conte rests Kane and Sun, all those other players think Jesus. You know, if he rests them, he'll rest me. Mm. You know, and again, mm. I think when Rashford gets rested, I mean, I think Ranek has, 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 has been excellent in the way he's dealt with our players. Like you've had Cavani have a, have a, have a bit of piss in the moment. We've had Rashford, we had Lingard. And he's just basically said the same to all of them. Do you want to go, go? You know, and I mean, some of them he's got a reaction out of them. People like Alanga have come in and been, the, you know, and got that out of it. And it I don't know. I, all I'm saying with Rashford is... I feel like he's got more to give this season. I still think he will give more. And I think I actually would be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But on the flip side of it, he can't be moaning about not playing when he's playing badly. Hmm. I don't understand this about players, right? It, it's, it's They must re-watch the film of the games in the film room when they go to training. He can't possibly think, yeah, the Stormer there, I don't know what, the, don't know what this manager's yeah. seeing, right? <laughs> He can't possibly think that, right? So, so you know, Alanga's come in. He scored a goal in Europe. He scored a couple of goals at Burnley and a couple of, you know, away from home. Big goals for us. He got, you know, Rashford Lee, knows what it's Lee like to burst scored on. one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Rashford, I, I think at the moment, we've, we're obviously with no Greenwood. I think the starting eleven for United, more often than not, will be Rashford, Sancho, and Ronaldo um, with Bruno in, 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 the, in the hole. But I... But 
what I would say is about that is they all want to play on the left. Even Alanga wants to play on the left. That's where he came through. They all want to play that side. It, there's a balance problem at United all over the shop. You could balance everywhere is wrong, you know. Um, and and I think that's why um, I think he's started to throw his toys out the pram a bit. Because I think at the start of the season, he thought that left-hand side was his. Sancho was coming to sort the right. We had Ronaldo, Greenwood with his air up top. They they were going to be the three. And I think it's, it hasn't worked out the way. And I think he has sulked a little bit. And he's got to get back to it. The only way, the same with Sun, the only way you can put form right eventually is to play better. You can have yeah. a rest, and then, but when you're yeah. on the pitch, you've got to play better. Well, to be honest, I think, I, think, I think Man United's problem, Man United's problem has been exacerbated by Ronaldo. Maybe, I yeah. think that's the dressing room that is horribly fractured. And they know that their manager, their current manager, is not going to be their manager next season. Yeah. That, this, I mean, you know, you we expect we expect our players, whoever whoever they play for, I think, to not act like that. Yeah. But I think that that's probably now got to the point where it's unrealistic. I think player power has now got to the point where if you're there for six months, you're just going to be, you, you, you're throwing, you're throwing darts over your shoulder. You know, it's thing. And it's, it's a despicable thing to do. It's not, it's not exclusive to Man United. It's everywhere that you see it. Um, again, coming back to what Ace said about complacency. It's sort of like that, but not quite the same with Man United. But they know that right now, their efforts won't mean anything come June. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think as well. But Rannick, obviously, the the idea of him going upstairs to be the consultant. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Being consultant. I, I I think he knows the ones already. Mm. I think, and I think he gets he's a lot maligned. But you look at people like McTominay. If he's mm. fit, Rannick plays him. Because yeah. he is, you know, he may not have the quality of a key. You can rely on him to do a job. You can rely on He works yeah. hard and he's honest forever and he'll tackle. Exactly. And, he, you know, my favourite performance of any Manchester United player this season was McTominay against Leeds. Mm-hmm. Right. This is, this is why I love Skip. This is why I love Skip. Yeah. Because Skip comes in and he gives from minute zero to minute 90 plus extra time, he gives everything yeah 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 i've never seen him not once have i seen him not do something full-bloodedly yeah it's a it's a um, phrase that it's a phrase that gets thrown yeah. around a lot isn't it but they get it and then yeah. pe- pe- people say it and it seems like a like really like crass fan thing to say you know but it but they do some of them it's because they've come it. through the youth system so they get yeah. the club they get the ethos of the club and everything like that and they, they want to complete the journey and get into the first team they've been in the reserve team the, the you know yeah. the, the the squad the bench now they're in the first team and they want to stay there but that, but that was exactly the that... same as Kane when he broke in you know he had yeah. Adebayor, Soldado who were both internationals Kane was a nobody at that point just been on loan to championship clubs but, but he, that was he came what Fergie the did system. that was what Fergie did better than I think right. no one really mentions this much he made players get it like I mean you talk yeah. you, you yes. listen like yes. per, Evra, right? Vidic. These players, they had no real allegiance. They weren't they weren't born in, you know, up the oh. road or whatever. But they but they, you know, 
even now you hear like Patrice Evra. I mean, he's everywhere talking about United still, you know, you know, yeah. it's all he cares. He's been at Juventus and other clubs after Monaco before that just talks about United. You we, know, had and some, it, we had something similar when uh, on on um, my, on the stream that I'm sort of um, primarily on. As I say, we had Steve Perryman on and he was talking about Bill Nicholson yeah. and how yeah, yeah. it was it was his club. He wasn't the owner. But it yeah. was his club. And that is the same for Man United. Yeah. Man United were, and you know what? They still are Ferguson's club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? I agree. Yeah. And that's the issue. And that is the biggest issue that Man United have right now is that after Ferguson left, instead of taking the rough, and this is not me necessarily advocating for David Moyes, I was saying that whoever came in to replace Ferguson, they should have stuck with that person regardless of what was happening. Because Moyes probably got Ferguson's ethos. Out of all the managers you've had since Ferguson left, he probably got it the most, even more than Solskjaer, I think, because Solskjaer, in my view, didn't have the brains for it. Moyes does. Man United should have stuck with it. They should have realised that you cannot transition from someone an icon of ferguson's stature to a new manager without pain oh, and yeah, that's yeah. what they should have done and the the reasons that you've got problems now the reasons why the the sort of bringing back of ronaldo was was even posited was because the the sort of your hierarchy is desperately trying to keep things from tipping yeah. Too much. Yeah, I think, I think United. Yeah, I think, I think, like, obviously the, the the glaze and stuff. But I think, I think, all in all, we spend a lot of money. I don't think, I don't think that's a problem. I, I, I just think, like you Not say, money. with more. I, I mean, the one thing I'd say about Moyes was he lost the dressing room real quick, like, mm. like in record time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like, yeah, but I mean, you know what? But that's the thing. That's where the club should have acted better. They should have backed their manager, like we did with Poch. When yeah. Poch came in, he had a lot of. What's his name? Kabul was another one. Loads of them. And it's the one, there's one of the few things that I give sort of Levy credit for is that he didn't allow that to sort of undermine his manager, right? Mm. He backed his manager. Poch basically said, you know what? Fuck the lot of you. I'm going to bring in young, hungry players that will, will work to me. And he had the backing of the club to do that. That's what they should have done with Moyes. Even though yeah. you still had some really big name players at the time, you still have big name players, Man United are a big club. Um, but that's what the club should have done. And I reckon that a lot of the pain that you've suffered as a Man United fan, relatively for, for what you've had in the past, <laughs> would have been would have been avoided over the last few years. Yeah, I think if I think that had happened. Moy, the, the, the only thing I would say on Moyes. Right, is that he went in and he literally sacked Ferguson's all of back back background team. Which was I, I yeah. never understood that as long as I could remember. He wanted to put a stamp on it. I get it, but he, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to talk too much about Man United. Mistakes, first, on, mistakes but, on both but, sides. I mean, I would, yeah, I'll say yeah, that. absolutely. I'm not advocating what I would... for Moyes as this great manager, but. It was, yeah. you know, the club made mistakes that it shouldn't have made. In, in oh, absolutely, I, I, and I think, I think United, I think with Ranek now, I think he is in that stage now where he is, um, he's doing that. What you just said about Poch, you know, 
if you want to go, go. I don't think you know, he's not begging anyone, you know, and I like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't talk about United too much in your Spurs podcast. But yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. What you, I agree. I agree with you to, to a degree. I'm not so sure Moyes ever really had it, if I'm honest. But then, mm. um, but then, then you go to Van Howe and Jose, who did have trophies. They didn't yeah. have it. I mean, Van Howe. I'm not joking. Van Howe. <laughs> Was was the closest I ever came to not supporting a football team anymore. It's not the individual necessarily. I mean, the thing about it is, is that Man United should have. I, I know that Moyes was Ferguson's handpick. That was mm. Ferguson's uh, error. Yeah, I think ultimately what should have happened is that they shouldn't have given him quite so much. Uh, scope to pick who was going to take over for him. It should yeah, have been yeah. much more consultative, I think. And then whoever it happened to be, if it hadn't been Moyes, you know, it should have been a backing. I mean, Man United are, are known for backing their managers. Yeah. You know, no one, well, I'm not going to talk about the Glazers, but, you know, certainly up until that point, I mean, they stuck with Ferguson, even though the fan base was screeching for him to be sacked back in the late 80s. Yeah. Um, but they stuck with him, and look what it what it brought. Obviously, football's different now, but for a club like Man United, you can't you can't lurch from a manager to a manager. No, this is, no. it's one of the big ships in football, and they need to be handled differently. It's one of the complaints I've got again about our hierarchy is that we should be we should act like a big club, and we don't. You know, when we're not Watford, you know, like with the fucking Pozzos who sack the manager because he slurps his tea wrongly um you know <laughs> um, you know uh, man united and spurs should act differently uh and i think that until that until they really get it right which they might do with ranyek having him there yeah as the consultant as the sort of because he's not a manager he's a director no. of football. no i agree with that i i i think his benefit will be from next season i think a real benefit will be but i like the fact that he's been there to, to, to feel out some of them. I think he knows. I think he knows there's rotten rotten ones there. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's not the scared. Is, to tell the, the thing, and the thing that's funny is that those rotten apples probably don't take him seriously. They don't. Yeah. They probably haven't registered that this yeah. guy <laughs> will actually hold the power of of their careers in his hands next season. And so they're just acting Yeah, up. yeah, I agree. I, I agree. I, I think there's a lot of players like that there, you know. I think United just need to get back to the model of, you know, players proving themselves at United. That's always what yeah. we did, you know. You know, your Van Nistelrooy's, your Coles. Mm. We signed these players. They they were good players, don't get me wrong, but they hadn't done it at the very top level. We need to get back to that, I think. So, we will see. We will see. But, yeah. uh, a couple of comments before we move on. Uh, Simply Ace, Skip has been a massive miss. Been our yeah. best player this season. Yeah. Uh, since he got injured, form has faded badly. I think he is a yeah. huge miss. Will come onto our midfield. You've said that. Of... You've said that to me every time I've spoke to you, Chris. In fairness, you've said that you think he's your biggest. I mean, obviously Kane and Son. I get the quality yeah. part, but mm. there's more than just quality, isn't there, in a football team? Yeah. You know, some you've got to put yeah, hard yeah. yards in as well. So. Yeah, and uh, we'll get on to the two penalty appeals now. And this is where we come to technology time. Uh, <laughs> it's not much technology. It's uh, a couple of photos. Uh, but Ben, I know you disagree still with. That's well, still it is for me, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it is for me, I guess. But yeah, uh, but I know you disagree with it, Ben. Either they're no, both of them aren't penalties, or both of them are. Uh, let, let's show the pictures yeah. here. Uh, wonderful editing there. I'm uh, glad you circled some... it so I can see it. Yeah, well, you know, people might not be able to see, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, his arm is away from his body, but it is facing down, where it's your penalty, it, it's kind of up in the air. 
So I, I have no idea, I'll be honest with you, what the handball rules are anymore. No. Yeah. All I know I is, was... is if, if the hand hits your hand and it's an unnatural, unnatural angle, it's a penalty. And I would imagine they've looked at it. That's an unnatural angle because it's kind of away from his body, but face it, uh, you know, pointing away from his body, where that's kind of pointing down towards his <laughs> legs. But uh, what yeah, Dyer is doing, in the end, what ben... Dyer was doing there, what Dyer is doing, and you, if you see him throughout the match, whenever, because he was the one who got fucked <laughs> with that Newcastle one. Do you remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Carroll heading against his yeah, hand, wasn't he? Right. So since then, if you watch Dyer, whenever the ball's looking in a dangerous area, he puts his arms behind his back, right? Because he does not want to get fucked by a cunt like, sorry, pardon my French, like <laughs> Peter Banks again, right? And so he plays like that. And that was him. If you watch, if, if you actually had a clip of it, you'd see that's him basically reaching for the ball while his hands are behind his back to avoid handball. Yeah. For that, you can say, yeah, that's fair, that it's not handball. Plus, the distance between Ronaldo and Dyer at that yeah. point makes it very difficult for him Literally to be able to right say that his it. hands were placed into an But hand. Ronaldo kicks that ball into yeah. the ground, doesn't he? It doesn't It doesn't hit Gerton, he strikes him straight. Well, this, I, and, I, and, think, and I think Kulisevsky, I can't even say his name. Kulisevsky. I think he hits the ball harder at Tellez and I, I well, think there's well, as much time think, to be I think, Kulisevsky, I think Kulisevsky there is going for the cross it was right by the edge yeah. of your penalty I mean it was in yeah. the penalty area that he crossed from you, you know the picture there isn't very good in terms of how far yeah. away he was from him to be fair the, yeah. it's a little harsh I will say it's a little bit harsh because Tellez is, is running right I'll say that yeah. but you know his 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 arm moved as well and it's also when you, when you go it, to block you know, when, when you go to put a leg out and block it's impossible almost to do it with your hand by your side. Yeah, yeah, it's well, a natural thing. But I think, I think I, I was been, I was with another United fan at the time, and when it hit Dyer's arm, he went mental. And I, I, I'll be honest, with you, I was like, I said to him straight away, "That's that's not a pen," because, I, because I, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, if yeah. The given, I felt, yeah, we we got we we. It was fortunate that it was given. I I can see yeah. the justification for giving it, and I can see the justification for not giving. Yeah. it. what I didn't like. What really pissed me off more than that, or would have pissed me off, is the fact that later in the game, um, was his face. Um, who was the uh, guy who came on? Dat, not Dallow. Um, is it Dallow? Yeah. Anyway, Lind Lindelof. 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 That's right. Lindelof came on, and he was he was basically marking Reg Reggie, uh, Sergio Regulon. He comes up from behind. He basically tackles Regulon. Regulon goes over. Right. And the thing says it wasn't a foul. So if it wasn't a foul, the and the ball was not straight back behind for a you know uh, behind the goal line, right? So if that was a fair challenge, then it's a corner, right? You, you mean you've got to get it, foul. or it's a foul type thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I understand what you're saying. he fouled Sergio, uh, Sergio Regulon because the ball was kicked by Regulon into into touch, and that should have been a free kick. It's that kind of officiating yeah. that really pisses me off. I know VAR has been... It's, it's VAR only look at penalties, like red cards, goals, don't yeah. they? They don't look at anything that no, no, could but... cause a goal or, or, no, absolutely. or things like yeah. that. And that's where... Yeah. I don't understand that. I mean, they, they've is... got people watching the game in yeah. the studio. You know, yeah. Gary Neville can say, and yeah. whoever it was with him, I think that's a foul after the first replay. Surely exactly. they get that on uh, the VAR... Yeah. 
this is this is this, is this is the problem. This is the biggest problem in in English football, apart from shitty fucking owners like Abramovich and the and the Al Nahyan and the Saudi PIF. But outside of that, officiating is the next biggest thing. That's problem what I don't get about football. the officiating though. I've got uh, like a half brother that lives in Germany, and he's like, everyone loves VAR. It's it's fine. It works. That's German like, efficiency. No, though, no, but, no but I don't understand. I don't. I don't. It, it's literally <laughs> watching a video and making a decision. I mean, I understand that we're here arguing about you know differences, and I understand there is some subject, you know, subjective. You know, you can't always get everything a hundred percent. But I mean, I mean, oh, my, I got one of my mates, one of my best mates, and he hates VR like like so much that like he's like I can't even go to a game anymore. It ruins it, right? So, <laughs> so, so, but like he watches it in the Champions League and the World Cups and stuff, and he's like, seems all right here. Don't understand why it's so bad. It, I, I still haven't got an answer for that. I haven't got an answer for why it's what you know. And what I'd what I'd love for is to hear what they're saying. That's what I would love. That is, I mean, that's the next step. It has to happen because you know, every time that ref walks to the side monitor, you're thinking, oh, for you, you know, could because uh, you're just thinking, just he's going to take thirty seconds looking at it, thirty seconds walking back. Let's just get the game going and just give the decision because he wouldn't go there otherwise. So, yeah, I mean, I, look, look, I agree. Look, at the time when I saw the two handballs, I think if Tellez's one had been given as a handball and the dire one hadn't have happened, I feel like there would have been less. But I feel like at the time, even from my point of view, I was like, because I, I was so sure that Dyer's wasn't. And then that was like, I was so sure that Tellez's wasn't. So to me, but then like Chris says, maybe it's just a lack of understanding about what the actual handball rule even is. I mean, I, you know, I, I'm not even because sure I get it anymore. And the thing is, <laughs> they, they don't know it. And so because they don't know it, they can't, there's no consistency in from yeah. referee to referee to referee. And so the fans think to themselves, what are the rules? Because yeah. we can't make a judgment because we've got no frame of reference. Yeah, well, exactly. Don't read the rule book. Also, as well, the, also as well, there was the um, uh, two other things. Have you got more to come on to decisions wise, Chris? Or is that it? No, the other pictures are our terrible defending for your two goals. <laughs> okay, so so the other two decisions that I thought were quite iffy as well. I thought Dallow could have been sent off. Mm-hmm. I thought he went really high on. Regillian, I think. I, I can't remember the last time, though, a high foot resulted in a red card. I, 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 I mean, let's face it, you know, uh, the Brighton keeper can decapitate a player almost and not yeah. get a red card. Yeah. So I don't I don't really yeah. know what you've Maybe. got. Unless you get some samurai sword from back back in the dressing room and chop someone's head off. Yeah, that's honestly, that was a that... yellow. That's probably an orange card. That was right. Well, that's that's that, that, that was... Can I just can I just digress very quickly? I I randomly I do apologize. I saw this uh, video on Twitter where there's this. It's in the Thai league, I think it was, where some player got skinned but got dispossessed by another player. And he got so pissed off, he went up to the player that dispossessed him and gave him what I think it's called a Muay Thai elbow, like this. <laughs> in his face. Not only was the player sent off, his club terminated his contract. <laughs> Sorry, technique on the elbow. But I don't know if you saw Sanchez, the Brighton goalkeeper's one against yeah, uh, Diaz. Yeah. I would, yeah. I would imagine if Diaz didn't score that, or that was, you know, like Klingsman and Bosnich, that would have been a red yeah. card because he scored. It's like okay, you can have the goal. Uh, okay, weak, but... weak chin, mate. Weak chin. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> he can't but... take a punch. Yeah, well, yeah. But, but compared to it's that, the side one, now. 
Yeah, compared to that one though, Darlow's was nowhere near as violent. So I, I can't remember the last time a high that, boot, that boot or something that like that. One, right? card. I I, it wouldn't have shocked me. I, I mean, I, yeah, it wouldn't have shocked me. I was right. I was close to the old twig and berries as well. I, 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 that 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 would have been like proper, you know, <laughs> you know. And and the other one was was the own goal because uh, Maguire. Played the ball to stop it getting to Romero. I'm not even sure if Romero was offside. It was close because he might have been behind the ball. But again, if he's not there, I don't know that rule. I don't know that because Maguire had one at Burnley where he's basically stood still and a player went round the back and we scored. And they gave it as off. They gave it as offside or something because he was interfering. I, I don't know the rules. Honestly, yeah. I don't know. It. I, I, I don't mad, know them. It is mad. Uh, yeah. What, yeah. what I would say is uh, you won the game, uh, so stop moaning and stop being so bloody good. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Listen, regardless of result, regardless of result, everyone has the right to criticise Lambeth and swear at referees in our game, right? Yeah. And, and on a serious note, this is what pisses me off about VAR, and I can understand why people mm. hate it so much. It's because they've got that beautiful, it's so beautifully crafted get-out clause you know, because it's there to fix clear and obvious errors. Now, somebody give me an objective definition of what constitutes a clear and obvious error. That's the problem. We treat referees in this country, certainly, I don't know about anywhere else, but certainly in this country, we treat them as if they are untouchable. Yeah. And it has to stop. They need to come out and explain their decisions. Yeah. You know, like players and yeah. managers do. They yes. need to come out and do that so they know. The, At the, the end of you know. every match, one of the interviews has to be with the referee. Yeah. It never right? will be. Not yeah, of course, until until we put enough pressure on 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 them to actually do something about it. But it's mm -hmm. gotta be call out PGMOL, call out the referees, and basically stop treating them like gods. They're I, not I do They're I do gods. feel like I do feel like a quite a quite a good um example of a clear and obvious error is Lewis Lewis Day is unconscious. They should give the VAR calls. Basically, it should be like in tennis, right? Where yeah. a player gets a number of calls per set or per game or whatever yeah. uh, for for the what's it called the line calls. Give it to the managers, right? Yeah, me you and you discussed this though a little while ago, Ben, didn't we? And yeah. you said uh, managers would save them up, waste time when it's one nil with five minutes left. That's so. fine. That's their problem. That's yeah. their problem. But if they concede a goal that might have been offside, and they want to save up. So they can waste time. That's their problem. I think the problem. I think the problem is, is uh, that, like you say, the referee decisions are so bad. Like you, you, you like you'd probably start like you, these players who know whether a ball's come off them for a throw in or something. They'd go, "I'll challenge," and they'd, they'd, there could be thirty-five vehicles of game because the ah, referee getting it so wrong. Point. You only get you only get a limited number. Yeah. But even you if you get it right, five, it doesn't matter. Doesn't oh, matter. right. Okay. Right? Fine. You fine. get three or four or five or however many a half. And they're for, they're for you to use as you like, right? Right. Okay. I see and what you're this saying. Thing, this this will then basically start putting referees under pressure to get things right as well, right? Because yeah. if a manager calls for a VAR check, say a referee's made a decision, the manager questions it, and it shows that the referee has got it wrong, that is greater pressure on them to up their game, so they're yeah. not being shown up by someone else. Yeah. yeah. They don't 
forget about the fans. The fans don't have a voice. A manager does. The manager does, you know, does a VAR call during a game and it's shown to be wrong. He can then talk about that in his interview afterwards and say, no, I, I challenged it. Right? I, I, I showed I know, that it was wrong. I know we're hijacking this, Chris, but another thing that I'd love to see right, about is I would love it. You know when substitutions happen and the goalkeepers get the balls go out for goal kicks or corners, not throw-ins, but goal kicks. I would love the clock to stop. I would like it to stop. It's funny right. you say that. And actually, you should have been speaking to me rather than Chris. Yeah. Uh, IFAB, <laughs> IFAB did a proposal recently, yeah. uh, a few years back, that they say what they wanted to do was to change the timings in football. Yeah. And what they would do is that every half, each half wouldn't be forty-five minutes; it'd be thirty minutes. Right. But whatever happens where the ball is out of play, be it a substitution, be it a throw-in, be it a goal kick, be it anything, yeah. preparing yeah. for a free kick, anything where the ball is out of play, the clock stops. Yeah. Because they did an analysis and found that in average, on every half, the ball is only in play for about half an hour. Yeah. Well, it's also it's also as well. I've read today that they're thinking about going back to five subs, which you know, I, I, mm. I, I don't really feel that strongly either way about it. I can see people, but. All I can think of is like Watford at Old Trafford making five subs after the 89th minute. Yeah. And <laughs> just like, just waiting well, and then taking uh, six minutes that, each substitute yeah. to get off the pitch. <laughs> you know what? The thing is, is that, it, is that they still find ways around it. Do you know what Southampton do? Next time Southampton play, watch. On the 70th minute, around the 70th minute, they will always have an injury. Oh, really? Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Believe it is. They do it. They have whatever. If, there's a, if a tackle goes on on a Southampton player around the 70th month, the, the player will stay down just so Hasenhutl can give them some extra instructions yeah. while while the player's recovering. Yeah. Watch them. Yeah. They do it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, but I do, I do wish, I do wish they would do something about the like the goal kicks and the subs because I don't understand. I don't care if a player takes ten minutes to walk off the football pitch as long as you get the time back. But yeah, you exactly. never get the time back, do you? No. You never do. I don't no. understand. I don't under. Anyway, sorry, Chris, mate. But yeah, I, 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 I yeah, drives me nuts. That's my pet peeve. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, going from uh, terrible refereeing decisions to <sighs> terrible <laughs> defending. Yeah. Again, uh, in particular, the two goals. Uh, the first two, the third goal, it was poor defending, but Ronaldo wanted it more. And and you know, we, we didn't criticise Carl Walker for the third goal that Kane mm. scored against Man City. And again, that was Kane wanted it more. And generally, nine times out of ten, if you've got a run on the player who stands still, you're going to get the header there because you're going to be yeah, taller. Yeah. Uh, but the first goal, I mean, <laughs> this is this is one of the greatest players possibly the greatest player to have ever played the game and you're leaving a jumbo jet between him look at your two center mids as well yeah and look, and, look where well, they we'll are come to bentacore in a little bit Thank later because i thought he was poor but uh, i mean dyer is the one there who who and, and like you said res there i've only just noticed he's got his hands behind his back which uh, yeah. uh, uh you mentioned earlier but he's got to close him down there hasn't he I mean, at least make him do so. Don't give him a free pot shot. I know Loris can see it, but Ronaldo's too good. He's going to put but it at somewhere the same where Loris can't. You've also got to bear in mind the, the the defensive line as well, because you've got Fred and I don't know who the number twenty is on on on. Dallo. Uh, what's it called? Right, is it Dallo? You know, they've probably stretched in order to basically get them to track back a little. Yeah, but- 
the if fault Dyer goes forward, fault. Fred or whoever's next yeah. to him is free. Hoiberg it's picks free. him up and you've Davis got Son can pick him up. Yeah, I, I agree. But it's in the heat of the moment. It's not as easy mm. to make those decisions. What I would say mm. the fault lies there is actually with Benton or the, 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 the contributing factor to the defensive fault that Dyer makes. I'm not forgiving him. I'm not saying he, he shouldn't have done that. I think the fact that he they didn't provide adequate shielding for Ronaldo in that build-up to that strike was a key contributing factor. Yeah. Had they done that, had they provided better shielding, I don't think Dyer would have been, been in that position because he is expecting the shot. That's why his hands are behind his back. He's expecting that shot to come in, right? At that point, he's got to the point where it's like, I can't do anything. I've just got to make sure I don't concede a free kick on the edge of the area. My goalkeeper's behind me. My yeah. centre-back pairings are tracking their runners. Um I'm just yeah, he might he yeah. might think he might think nine times out of ten you ain't scoring from there. Yeah. Like you know, you know, if yeah, he's I, a world, I still think it? he's gotta close him down at oh, least. I agree, I agree. In an ideal world. You've got to remember world. Ronaldo's yeah. come yeah. really deep there. He's come he, he has come deep to get that ball. And whether or not I think you have to make a decision with a back three, whether you have an aggressor who comes out with that striker. Yeah. Or you keep your line, but what I would say is, what is Dyer doing? It looks like he's doing the smooth criminal thing. <laughs> Was yeah, it's, Michael again, Jackson it's, bend it's, backwards there? So yeah, he's doing that. Know, he's doing like, that. So he's doing that wrong as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, to, stop, it's to stop him from conceding a thing because, yeah, as I say, he got ball. screwed. He got screwed in the ass by Peter Banks <laughs> against Newcastle, and since then his hands are always behind his back when the ball is near our area. Watch him. Watch Peter him. Banks and you know has what? hurt him deep. Yeah, and then, I, you and know then, I give him credit for that. I do. I yeah, give him yeah. credit. For that. He tried to change his game to stop his team from conceding. San Sanchez from does it as well. <laughs> yeah. Sanchez know? does it as well. If you watch him, yeah. he, he crosses his hands behind his back. And then the yeah. second goal, which I mean, this annoyed me anyway, but it annoyed me. It takes me longer to sneeze than it took for Manchester United to regain the lead after we got the penalty. And mm -hmm. I, I apologies, it's a terrible arrow. This is pain, and I couldn't turn the arrow around. But <laughs> I, I was slightly annoyed. It, it, I mean, we, we've gone through how it got through to Sancho anyway in the offside, but it was a slow ball across the box. And for me, Lott, I mean, this is maybe controversial because he's been superb for us on the main. Loris has to come out for that. Yes, he does. He, he, he may not get it, but at yeah. least he gives Ronaldo a chance. Ronaldo could be blind and he'd score that goal yeah. with an open That's goal like that. And, and if you look at it when it finishes, I think Ronaldo's on the six-yard line, I think. Yeah. Something like that, which... He needs to come out for that, and I, I think that's an error right. for him. And he's—it's—it's it's like a penalty. <laughs> it's like a penalty. Now those six this, yards further forward. Yeah, this speaks to Spurs's weak mentality, hmm. and it, again, it's that whole dire thing getting screwed by Peter Banks. The number of times that Larice has been penalised for when he's come out to claim the ball, even though he's been eccentric a couple of times, I think it's that. I think it's the there's always that fear. Oh, I'm going to get things wrong. Oh, I'm going to do this wrong. Oh, I'm going to get penalised for that. That is rampant in our yeah. in our squad and it's a weak mentality a winner doesn't give a shit a winner will yeah. take a mistake on the chin and not let it affect his game i think gary mabbert um tells a story he says that um when he he's happy when he makes a mistake because he's still got 999 more to go right <laughs> before, before things have gone wrong and that's the thing you know it doesn't matter if a player makes a mistake, we are slightly to blame because every tiny little error is highlighted and, and sort of turned into a big deal. Um, even though every player makes a mistake in 
every game they play. There is yeah. no such thing as a perfect game. And I would defy anyone to show me one. Um, and so it's, it, again, it's... <sighs> that was the only goal that, I'm sorry to say this, Ben, that is the only goal that Man United earned. <laughs> really. You don't earn many. Yeah. In, in that game, not not thing. In that game, it was the only game where you can turn around and say... <laughs> the, the only game in there, the only goal in their the history, history that you've earned. In history that they've ever earned. <laughs> Everyone has been corrupt except that one. <laughs> they've all had <laughs> Al Howard Webb. That's what they all say, yes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Everyone yeah. has been a, a bad decision <laughs> yeah. in the past. No, no, no. That, on that game on Saturday, that was the one that you turn around and say, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't say they didn't deserve that goal. Right, they deserved the other goals as well. To be fair, I mean, you know, a worldie from Ronaldo and a set piece has, that's earned as well. But that one was poor. That was poor play by Spurs. Yeah, I, I do. Was, like, like, I, like I said earlier, the straight ball. You cannot be yeah. caught out of a straight ball at this level yeah. of free at the back. I mean, yeah. you, it, 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 it's just criminal. But it happens. It's not just. It's not just Spurs. Other other teams do bad things like that. Oh, you know, Man United yeah. have done bad things that like that. Every team does it occasionally. Um, and it just happened to be that we had that plus that world-class strike, plus a hungry, desperately hungry player determined to show everyone on the set piece. And that's what did for us. It wasn't a poor performance. No. Our squad, as I say, our squad is average absolutely barring one or two players it needs improvement i don't deny it at all but that wasn't the reason we lost on saturday no. and simply ace said here to be uh, to be fair our back three is jelly so it's understandable mm. the mistakes they make on a side note mm. what the hell has happened to lovies is he drink driving again no <laughs> listen uh, play, players, <laughs> players make mistakes Loris <laughs> has been immense yeah, yeah. as well yeah, the yeah. mistakes have crept in. That that wasn't a big glaring one. I just think he should. I mean, it, it's very likely, isn't it, that if he does come forward, Ronaldo sees it, dinks it over him, and it's a goal anyway. But at yeah. least you've made Ronaldo do something. For do his something, goal. absolutely. And, and, yeah, yeah. And, and I just thought the ball coming over, it was at an angle. It wasn't dead straight to Ronaldo, dead set in line with uh, Sancho. It's further forward for him to run onto. I think he just yeah. had to come out for that. But uh, I just third think, goal. I think... I think what the problem the problem at Spurs the problem at Spurs is that we've got we're so right now the fan base's mentality itself is also very very um, inflamed you know it's it's ready to sort of to to toxic. explode yeah it's, it's not just it's not toxicity toxicity is separate from that um, it's it's also another it's a symptom of the same inflammation if you like you know you know when you get a bit of inflammation or something you like a you know like a boil or something that isn't right on your body you touch it it's fucking painful right <laughs> it's a tiny little thing but you touch just just the tiniest little contact and you want to scream with the pain it's we're like that at the moment and so the loss <laughs> the loss because it's a loss it's not because of anything else because we lost we explode but in actual fact. Had everything else been a lot better, we probably would have taken that on the chin and said, yeah, well, you know, we we, we lucked out. You know, they got the rub of the green. But right now, a and, and the opposition team getting the rub of the green or getting some, some circumstance that is almost out of our control and everything is, is terrible. You know, there are terrible things at Spurs, but that result is not going to 
I've lost no sleep over that. I didn't no, no. lie awake that night. It was one of those games, I think you said it earlier, it was two quite poor teams, wasn't it? And it was mm. just almost like which defence can defence could concede the least. That's, that's, yeah. how, that's kind of how it felt, you know. And then, and like you said, Ronaldo just had one of his days where, you know, Messi and Ronaldo do that, don't they? They have these days where like they just win games on their own. And that was one of those games, you know. Yeah. Against I mean, against the Norwich, against even some of the better clubs, like a Villa or something like that, they don't have, with no disrespect, they don't have the quality that Ronaldo has. No. You know, so which which Norwich player is going to score that first goal for them? Which Villa player? Maybe Coutinho. But, you know, it's it wasn't us playing badly. Yeah. The it wasn't that Middlesbrough game, game, was it, where it was absolutely no. dreadful. Yeah, we, exactly. We, 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 yeah. we, we created chances, yeah. we looked dangerous, yeah. we looked like yeah. we could win another day. We I think we could both that. move on from Middlesbrough performances, guys. Middlesbrough, <laughs> yeah, that, that's a shared pain between us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But listen, uh, again, look at Man United against Middlesbrough, look at Spurs yeah. against Middlesbrough. Yeah. That was bad performance. That was them not deserving to lose. You know, mm-hmm. I can't... I mean, I'd certainly for Spurs, we, you know, we deserve to lose against Middlesbrough because we didn't try, right? We thought we'd had that game and Middlesbrough said, do you know what? Fuck you. Okay, we'll show you. And they did, right? And we were the architects of our own destruction. Spurs on Saturday were not the architects of their own destruction. No, and uh, I'll come to you on this one, Ben. I know you want to talk about this. And uh, originally, when uh, we scored the second goal, I love Romero's reaction because it showed heart. It showed I'm passionate about it. But it was disrespectful. <laughs> it was a bit petulant. And he's got his just comeuppance at the end with uh, the fact that it was Ronaldo who kind of... Did he push him out of the way or move him out of the way? I think, I think, uh, I think in fairness, to... Romero's job was to... Block Ronaldo and then go with and then go with someone else, wasn't yeah. it? I don't think he, he. I think Doherty actually ended up closest to Ronaldo. He yeah, he he, I, he beat Doherty in the air. That's who who was there for the header. But Doherty tried to go for the header. But like we said earlier, he's at a standing. Ronaldo's run from oh, I don't know wherever he's run from. So he and, and Ronaldo's brilliant in the air. He's, he's like Michael Jordan yeah. hangs in the air for about five minutes. Yeah. Uh, but Romero's attitude, the, the, the petulance there, I, I loved it at the time. I was cheering the goal and saw that and like, yeah, fired up for this. He's fired up for this. But yeah, players remember one of that. Those ones. Players remember that, you know, in the game yeah. the, the, and, and and concentrate on your own defending rather than someone else's poor defending. Whether it was poor defending by Maguire, that's maybe a bit harsh. It, it's one of those, if I don't do anything, he's got to tap in the number line on VAR, which... <laughs> I actually thought, I actually yeah. thought Maguire uh, or, did quite or, well or against try and do game. something and I've just... Uh, uh, shinned it or, or whatever yeah. he's done. He's got but, to uh, go for it. He's got to go yeah. for it, Maguire. If he doesn't in go for it, it's a tapping. So in terms of Romero, uh, I know you were happy about it at the end. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, saw, like, I saw your tweets, look, but look, it's like it's like one of those things. Everyone's got everyone's got uh, players in their own team who you know other teams don't like, but like you're you're you know I think, and that's the sort of thing that players do. But what I would say is right, you do it, you can't you can't lose. You, you look you look you just look stupid. I mean I mean it's not it's not necessarily it doesn't make him a bad player or an idiot or a horrible bloke. It's just in that one get in that one moment that you don't know. I'm not saying he did, but you don't know. Ronaldo saw that and thought, right. You, you just don't know. You don't need to give anyone any encouragement like that, yeah. you know. And, and I think, you know, if 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 Romero goes on and if Spurs go on and win it, you know, it, it, he's fired up. It's great. But if you lose it, you just look a little silly. I think. I mean, I mean, it's just it's just the way it is. I I don't. 
You know, if if one of my players shout, was shouted in another player's face and then we lost, I know the I know the United fan base would give that player jip. I I just uh, you know because. I mean, players get jip at United sometimes when we score an equalising goal and they don't go get the ball and put it back on the penalty on, on the to, to score. You know, <laughs> you know, he like, just scored a goal and you're not you're not doing it right. So you know, I think you know, it is what it is, isn't it. I, I have to be honest. In the heat of the moment, I did love I did love that he was involved in the the goal. I, I did, but as as sort of cooler heads prevail as they do, think it don't matter that much really. You know, it's just another I, goal in it. I, I quite I quite like it, and I'm still happy that he did it. Because we need a shit house in that team. We're too fucking nice. We're too nice, right? I love Romero's attitude. I love his rashness. I know it will cause us problems, but I love that fire-blooded type. Mm. We need more of that. Eric right? Valley's available. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I think his middle it's name not... is Rash. It's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the only criteria I look for, though. Okay. <laughs> with the no. ball is also helpful. Um, but no, listen, I, I won't lambast him. I'm happy he did it. I want to see him do it more because we need players that wind up opposition players, okay? We need a replacement for Lamella, yeah? That's what oh, he yeah. did, yeah. yeah? Lamella's the shithouse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. him, I, mean right? I, I, I get yeah. what you're saying. Simply Ace has said, I don't like any of our players winding up the opposition as they always mm. come back to haunt us. Romero's a fool for doing that. No. I agree with you. I agree with you, Vez, but then I agree with you, Ben. You you, you can't lose, and you certainly can't be involved in the in the and, losing goal. And that's yeah. the come up. Listen, if if you want to do that, you know that the price is that you might get humiliated by it later. So yeah. that balances it out, right? Yeah. It's not. It's not as. It's not something that you know. If you do it, you, you're automatically going to get an advantage, right? It might come back to bite you on the ass, but that's the risk you take. But I would much rather have a player that winds up the opposition because that's part of football, right? Mm -hmm. Winding up. I mean, you know, we talk about Romero screaming in Maguire's face. My God, some of the stories the old style footballers used to tell <laughs> about what they got up to with each other. There was a story that Steve Perryman told us where he was playing against Leeds. This was proper 70s leads bear in mind right so this was, yeah this was <laughs> this was billy bremner right leads and steve perriman who was i think he was playing for right, right back for spurs at the time he went in on bremner right hard really hard okay you didn't do that in those days because leads would basically mince you if you tried that <laughs> And apparently, <laughs> apparently nobody said anything to Steve Perryman after he'd done this. This was quite early on in the game, right? And it turned into a proper ding-dong between him, Billy Bremner, I think it might have been uh, Peter Lorimer, um, all throughout the game, right? And then afterwards, in the dressing room, the it was called Steve Perryman's fellow Spurs player saying, I can't believe you did that, Steve. And he turned around and said, well, why didn't you say something? You know? <laughs> like, Don't do that to Billy Bremner because you'll pay the price. And it was a proper ding dong all match. Yeah. He came away bruised from it, you know, but he gave as good as he got compared to that, you know, <laughs> Romero then, going up to Maguire and going, ah, in his face is small. I'll never potato. forget like my, my first sort of footballing hero was Brian Robson. And uh, like, I mm. always remember the story about Giggs when he broke into the team and <laughs> he was playing left wing. And some guy said to him, like, I'm going to break your legs today. Young, young yeah. Ryan. Yeah. And, yeah. and he, he, and Giggs went over to Robbo and went, 
you said he's going to break my legs. He goes, oh, did he now? You play centre midfield for 20 minutes. So Giggs went in, (laughs) Robson went left wing, and he went back about five minutes later and went, you'll be all right now, son. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no, this sort of, I'm not saying it's oversensitive, but it's sort of almost on the verge of being oversensitive. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, it's it's a full-blooded sport in which people will, can hurt each other and they don't do it deliberately. It's, it's not, it's not polite. It's not a snooker game, you know, where everything's hushed and quiet and respectful, you know, it's football, it's full blooded and it's supposed to be played that way. I saw so, a Spurs fan. I saw a Spurs fan on Twitter. There's a picture of him shouting at Maguire just in the game still, but as, as yeah. it was going on and he put, he's put, oh, the Argentinian Robert's Robbie Savage. <laughs> so, hardly, <laughs> hardly. <laughs> which i thought was equally funny and harsh all at the same time robbie savage Savage is probably the 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 most ill what's it called ill-named footballer ever because it was savage (laughs) by name completely unsavage by nature he was such a pansy you know he was so soft crying at every contact you know you know and this is the thing romero romero takes it as well oh yeah yeah. you know, he's not he's not saying I'm gonna I'm gonna shout at you when it's thing. It's like come at me, bro. I don't care. R- you know? Romero's not going in, in afterwards thinking, oh, God, I wish I hadn't shouted at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. 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 Next time I shout at him, yeah. but more. Yeah, right. He's not thinking I, that. He's I, thinking, oh, I can't believe we lost that bloody game. Yeah, yeah that's I, what he's yeah. thinking, isn't it? So it's... And, and I, I, you know, I, I already loved him. I thought it was great. I love having him in the team. I don't mind the rashness. I love that full bloodedness that he plays with. The same with Skip. And if he wants to do that, and if he wants to wind up the opposition, which is part of football, I'm happy for one of our players, two of our players, even half of our players to do it because we're so nice. We're so polite and, oh, can we play football now? Let's have some fun together. No, go in there, batter them and win. You know, we're the same. We're the same now. We're we're a couple of exceptions. We're the same. We've got no grit anymore. In terms of midfielders, uh, Skip, I think we're pretty much not going to be seeing Skip uh, until next season. Yeah, uh, and Benton Kerr is learning fast. And what's he learning? He's learning in England. You do not get the space <laughs> on the ball that you get in Italy. Right. Uh, well, yeah. I, I thought he had a really poor first fifteen minutes. I think so. But, too, I, yeah. but what I really liked is very similar to Skip's debut against uh, City in the one nil win. He carried on. He kept looking for the ball. Mm. He, and, and then he played really well for the first half. And then he kind mm. of uh, 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 happened again in the second half, where he's learning. I think. You, you don't get the space to turn as much. If you if you if you've got right. your back to goal and you turn, there's someone in front of you generally there. Whereas in Italy, you probably get an extra touch there as soon as you turn around. But uh, he's still a, a good player. Obviously, Kulisevsky there's as a, 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 a out of the two players has obviously hit the ground running mm-hmm. more. But Benton, ironically. Remember, do you remember when after <laughs> yeah, the first yeah, game, everyone was, everyone was creaming their pants over Benton Kerr and, and yeah. well, dismissing Kudasevsky, and now it's completely yeah. reversed. Benton yeah. Kerr is learning that, and he is probably going to be playing every game until the end of the season unless Skip right, makes yeah. a miraculous recovery or, or he, Touchwood, doesn't get injured himself. Yeah. Uh, so he should learn that, shouldn't he? And he he's got some mm. good touches and... and, and does yeah. try and play forward, or he's got a great, uh, you know, contrary to what great, Tim Sherwood says, yeah. but um, he's got a great yeah. ability to pick Tim a progressive pass. Yeah, I know, yeah. definitely. That's his first yeah. name, 
as well. He, he just has to learn quickly to, you know, if you're playing yeah. with three touches, you're playing with two. If you're playing Absolutely. with two, you're playing with one. And uh, yeah, yeah. No, he's got, he's got, he's got the eye for a decent pass. He's not a sideways backwards passer. He did a little bit against Man, Man United because of that not understanding that he doesn't have as much time. Um, so he's he is just learning to play while constantly under pressure, which is the hallmark of the Premier League. No player. And you know what? One of our problems as a squad is the fact that we don't play well under pressure. Um, you know, you put this Spurs squad in, you know, Serie A and we do all right. You know, because there's not as much pressing. It's not as mm. quite as in your face as, as intense. We've got to get out of that. We've got to start playing with more verve and more pace, which we, we've started to. And we did against Man United, I felt, mm. almost to the point where it got got to that farcical point where we were just everyone was all over the bloody pitch. Um, but I think, as you say, he's just got to learn to do things a bit faster. The, the thing that Kulisevsky has, I think the reason that Kulisevsky has seemed to settle in a lot better is because it's, I think this is conjecture, but this is what I think. I think with Kulisevsky, he plays the game up here. He's got a great footballing brain. So it doesn't matter how fast the game is playing. He's already ahead. Mm. And so he can skip past his man. He can he can pick out a pass because he's already seen it before he executes it, which is an unusual trait amongst... It's not a, a trait that every footballer has. That's why I think Kulisevsky's done a lot better is because he has got the brain to play Premier League football, like Sheringham, for instance, what made Sheringham great. When I've uh, seen him as well, he's got that lovely kind of like fluid movement, movement to yeah. him. You know, yeah. he's all, always, I know it's difficult for like top players to be perpetual movement, but he, he does seem that way. You know, it's, it's different angles, different angles of runs. And, you know, he can go, he can go down the line and cross it. He can come inside, you know, he's got a bit of, you know, you don't know where he's going. I think that that is yeah. that is a big plus for it, him. It also helps as well the way that we play on the counter attack. When he does get the ball, he's always facing forward. There's no having a turn yeah. round. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to say about Bentacur as well. The formation you play, I think, is is is, is interesting for, for central midfield players like Bentacur and like Hoiberg. Because if you get those if you get those wing backs high and those two wider sort of strikers can come inside, it gives them more balls to play forward. If your That's wing right. backs can't get ahead of those two midfield players or or remarkably ahead, there really isn't many places for them to go centrally. Um yeah. you know so so, so so that's that's a big part of I think he'll be learning that as well from Juventus, where probably I know I'm guessing 15, 20 times a year Juventus will dominate the, the game probably, and you know there's only really what those top three teams ahead of them, isn't there? You know, and I think they'll get their fullbacks high, and he'll have lots of options. The, the the game, and that's what you guys did really well against City. Is you got those you got those I think Sessegnon actually playing against City, wasn't it? But you got him high. And you got, you know, when when you could, and those central midfield players, like which, all due respect to Hoiberg, he's not known for like being a, he's not Paul Scholes, he's not a wonder, you know, he's a good player. No, he, but he, he, did, know, he did, he did play some really good uh, cross field passes uh, in that mm -hmm. game uh, to yeah. uh, Doherty, who who Doherty mm -hmm. had quite a lot of joy, certainly in the first 15, 20, 25 minutes in that first half. But also, he might be learning. He might be learning because this is the thing about Hoiberg is that you watch him play for Denmark. He plays a lot further forward and he plays more more vertical balls than he does for Spurs. With Spurs, he's been employed as the, as an anchor. 
Um, so it might be something that he's sort of incorporating into his Spurs game from his yeah. De- Denmark game. Yeah. Um, I've always quite liked Hoiberg. I yeah, like you know. Hoiberg as well. He's a warrior. I like yeah. him. He, he, yeah. He's someone else I think needs a vest. Yes. Yeah. Played every game last season, every game mm-hmm. bar in the final and in Euros. The mental yeah. fatigue he must have had with the Ericsson situation and played pretty much every game this yeah. season as well. But uh, in ter- one one of our midfielders to your midfielder, Ben, I didn't even know Paul Bob- Pogba was playing. This is a guy no. who changes his hair colour every day. And now I'm a pioneer for him because he's got the same hairstyle as me. Bald and yet, and yet well, Sally I pulls it off it. better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, I don't know. I don't know about Paul. Uh, how, how, how does he think he get better than you, Chris? But not quite as well as me. <laughs> I disagree. How did you think? <laughs> how did you think he did? Because he, you mentioned Ragnick knows who some of the bad apples are, and and he's been long rumored to be one of the bad apples in there. How do you I, think I tell you did, what, Pogba? right? I tell you what about Pogba, right? Like I get really frustrated with Pogba and the agent, like how it like comes out and things come out. But I don't necessarily think Pogba's a bad dressing room guy. I don't. I, I might I might be wrong. I don't think he I don't think he is. I think he's quite liked in the dressing room. I think I think the problem with Pogba is is his agent. I hate his agent. Yes. I hate Raiola, that. Raiola is scum. He is bad. He's a he's he, it's always a leak and it's always just before a game or before a big game yeah. or it's never like in a two week international thing or or you know, it's always a you know, at the worst possible time. And, you know, I think with Pogba, I'm really at the stage of him now where I don't care if he stays or goes. I just want it resolved. Right. I, I If he if he stays, I'll be happy because I think he's, he's, you know, I mean, you look at, you know, well, what he can't The season under Solskjaer, he was storming the assist well, chart. I mean, it helps if he gets four in one game, but like he was storming the assist chart. Yeah, I mean, I think he's like still the third, I think he's still the third, fourth versus sister in the league and he's played nowhere near the amount of games of the ones above him. You know, he, there's no doubt in his quality, right? And I think yeah. the problem you've got is at United, so Pogba, this, he started where Bruno played against Spurs because Bruno was out mm. and then quickly... He uh, Ragnit changed it to make it like a pivot with uh, Matic and Fred and Pogba either side. But you know, uh, it's forever the same with Pogba. Ah, oh, play this formation to get the best of Paul Pogba. Buy this player to get the, the best out of Paul Pogba. You know, just be good. Just be consistent. You know, and like you know, and you know, but what I would say is, is talent-wise, he's incredibly difficult to replace. If you're talking about on the ball. Well, the problem with Pogba is, is he can be a liability going the other way. And if Pogba's playing with Paul Scholes and Roy Keane, we're fine. We'll keep the ball enough. We've got enough bite. Pogba can be carried a bit. When he plays Roy with Keane Pirlo. kick him up in the air if he doesn't play ball. Yeah, when he plays dropped. with Pirlo and Makishio in that Juventus team, he was fine. There's enough going on there. Enough know-how. Right? Kante, the minute, he's not, else he's, he, doesn't, he doesn't have the initiative. He's the extension the piece. He's yeah, the he can't take the game on his, yeah. on his own on his own merit. He'll yeah. sometimes have a really great performance, but a yeah. lot of it has been enabled by what's going on around him. Yeah, I mean, you uh, look at you, him controlling things. You look at our central midfield options that we got: Fred McTominay and Pogba. Really, Matic is sort of coming to the end, but yeah, there are you know, there's no doubt Paul Pogba was the best player of those three. But but if I look at the team sheet and they're playing Paul Pogba and one of the others. In a, against a better team, I think, oh, defensively, it's going to be hard work today. You know, and that's just the way it is. But, it, you know, I'd love Pogba. I personally, I would like Pogba to sign and then it's done. 
and he's you know we've got him. The problem but, is, do you know what? I, I, if I was in your position, I would actually be the opposite. I would want Pogba to not sign because he brings Raiola with him. I, I agree with the I agree with the agent thing. The only thing I would say, if he signs, he's going to sign a four four year contract, right? Mm. And the problem with Pogba is this is the time for him to go on a free, right? If he wants to go, go. You know, I, I, it wouldn't it wouldn't kill me as long as we replace him, right? But the, the balance issue with Pogba has always been the, the thing, trying to get Fernandez and Pogba in. And I think Pogba is a wonderful player, but you look at Fernandez and what he brings, like, again, talking about stats and framing it from a stats point of view. Fernandez is a, is a machine. It's a mach, it's machine-type stats. Whether or not he gives the ball away incredible amounts of times, he does, <laughs> by the way. But is, that's not the point. He gets, he gets it done. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm a bit over Pogba but yeah I don't think he had a great game against Spurs I think he does work better as a as an additional piece so if you've got uh, a focal point he's not that you know he he's something you know you can run and I think most of his best games for United have actually been coming down the left another to the left you know you know it, you know he, 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 he um you know a lot of his best games have been all, like that they all love cutting inside and shooting with their right <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, it probably is that. But also as well, he's got such good feet, such good feet. And he really is a danger one-on-one. I mean, I watched that Leeds game where he, he played against that Adam Forshaw and he was chasing shadows, Adam Forshaw. He didn't know what was happening for 45 minutes. You know, he was all over the shop. And I think that's what Pogba can bring. I, at the end of the day, though, with, with Pogba, I would say that if I, if, I had to, if I had to say, I think the imbalance he brings to the team causes the problem. But... On the flip side of it, you watch him and he has a good game, and you think, "God, how do you re- how do you replace that?" You know. So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I, to be honest, I'm one way or the other. I'd be happy it's done. If I'm honest. Hey, Dunovic, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, good. No, I just heard you talking about Pogba. I think he's always yeah. a player that's going to get discussed, isn't he, because of yeah. his situation? Yeah, but we've discussed him now. Move on. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's what you should do. I, to just say it quickly, Pogba should move on and. Uh, if you sign for if you if you sign for a long term deal, then we know what's gonna. It's just gonna be the same as it was the last four years. It's not gonna be. He's not gonna improve. He's not you, gonna. You'll have leave. the agent issue again, won't you? Uh, and he wants. He wants even more money. And I think you can probably buy someone as effective as Pogba or maybe two players for Pogba's salary. For me, Pogba on his day is fantastic. But how many days of those do you get? I do find the idea that he thinks he deserves more money hilarious. I think it's taking the piss, to be honest, when Pogba <laughs> and Maguire, two, two players, Pogba and Maguire, I'll just say this, if they want more money, then they should be much better at their job because, if anything, they should be giving back some of their salary because half the time they don't turn up. And I've, yeah. I just think it was like Pogba, how much does he want? for us, you know, and Dombele for us. It was like playing. He's not quite as bad as Ndombele. And Tungi and Ndombele for Spurs was was a, a terrible, terrible influence. A player with all the talent in the world. I mean, so good with the ball, but his attitude sucked. Um, you know, you can't rely on players like that. It's you just can't. Not, yeah, that's it. And sometimes he looks like he's not trying, which is infuriating. But I think that the problem for me is that. You're going to have to tie him to a decent deal, but it's going to be so much salary that he wants. And it's just not, I just don't think it's worth it. I think you can build Manchester United are not going to win things next year. They're probably unlikely to win things in a couple of years. So you want to look at players that are going to peak. Someone like Bellingham would be fantastic. He's, he's quality now. 
and the future. Jaden Sancho was a great signing. I just think they need to move on from Pogba. And if he wants to go to Real Madrid or PSG, let him go there. I think Manchester United need to move past Pogba. I think it just stifles the team. down to the ground because it's just a it's just a group of individuals. Exactly. And they can all sit there. They can all get paid a fortune and not win the yeah. Champions League. And that's fine. Yeah. And, I think and simply, of course, you can look good in the French league, can't you? You're going to get lots of time on the ball. You know, yeah. I mean, he'd be quite happy to play alongside Verratti, who controls the game. You know, yeah, I thought it was just, like uh... he used to remind me a bit like Veron because we watched Manchester United recently. We played a bit quicker, but Pogba looks quite slow compared with sort of Fred and other people pinging passes around. I think Pogba is probably the best passer in Manchester United's team or the squad, but I think he's a bit off the pace. Anyway, on yeah. to Tottenham. Well, yeah, simply Ace wants him at Spurs because Pogba at his worst is better than Winks at his best. Uh, Ace, Ace, Ace. Yeah. He's, my, he's, he's also said this is... My grandfather is better than Winks and well, he's been dead for 60 years. No, I've got a question for Tottenham fans because yeah, he's also watching said the game... A bit of a laugh. What was up with Son? He couldn't stay on his feet a couple of times. Oh, yeah, you had a, a promising break and I was looking at it thinking... You're through. You're in here. Son had the ball, breaking clear. It just fell over uh, yeah. twice, uh, three times. He's big. obviously got his the wrong boots on, which I don't understand because football pitches aren't like, you know, it's, either, it's not like playing that, like beach football that. one week and then on like carpet the next week. So either I, that or your or your grounds or your groundskeeper got drunk and overwatered the pitch. But only affected Son though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But he, Maybe he definitely he's dainty. He's dainty. He's dainty. Mm. <laughs> either, way, either way, it helped us out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, Simply Ace has also said, going back to Kulisevsky, what I love about him is he plays without fear and has the quality to back it up. Uh, he's got nothing to be frightened of because he knows what, what is his opposite number is going to be doing before he does it. Yeah. He knows it. He, it's almost telepathic. That's what I've noticed about his game. Watch him. Watch him. He he. The number of times that he uh, was good, he he dummies or nutmegs or basically outthinks his uh, opposite number, whoever's marking him at the time. Um, it's almost everything he does. It's like I know what you're going to do, and so I'm going to do something else that you're not expecting. Yeah, yeah but no yeah, one I mean, can read Wamba Saka either. Because even Wamba Saka don't know what he's going to do. Not so. even like, not even yeah, but, Maguire and Varane where Wamba Saka's going to be. Yeah. With Wamba Saka, it's not deliberate. Yeah. He's 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 out of the he's out of the Paolo one chop school. I think. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that, that. I, I think with uh, Kulisevsky as well, he looks like he's played with Son and Kane for years as well. So we've got a real good partnership there. Yeah, he's a we good get player. A creative midfielder. Oh, if we get a Sheringham. creative midfielder in, we could have something really special there. And uh, it's, it's the Sheringham it. effect. It's the yeah. Sheringham effect. Why? Why is it that every strike partner who played alongside Sheringham scored hatfuls of goals? Right, Chris Armstrong. Chris Armstrong, okay, <laughs> had a 20-plus goal season because he played alongside Teddy Sheringham. What more do you need to know about Sheringham? Right. Um, and Kulisevsky is in that mould. He's a player that plays the game a couple of steps ahead of everyone else, right? He's got that brain to him. And that's, again, going back to what Ace said, that's why he's not frightened, because he already knows what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, he's he's ahead of his opposition. This guy is going to be very, very good. Yeah. I mean, if we can get a playmaker in, I mean, not saying we should have brought him back, but Ericsson's ball for Tony for the first goal, like, just striker's dream, that absolute striker's what? dream. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm uh, terrified. I'm terrified for Ericsson. I really am. I just hope to yeah, God yeah. that there's everyone. Everyone's saying there is no, there is no danger, and I hope that that, that that's the case. But I'm still. When I watched Brentford uh, this weekend, it was like, oh my God, there was the tension every time he 
was running around. Did you, you know, did you see the Brandon of... Williams thing with Ericsson? Brandon Williams is a spiky little yeah. spiky little bloke. And he like he, he went he he sort of they got in a tangle and he went down and Brandon Williams sort of got up ready to sort of like do him and then realized it was Ericsson oh, and gave him a hug. And gave him yeah, a hug because he, yeah, he, he yeah, wasn't yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like he's got that thing about him now. No one no one's gonna want to be angry at Ericsson. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe mean, maybe that's a good thing, you know. Yeah. But he's on a pay he's on a pay he's on a pay as you play. Yeah. contract isn't he at the moment so yeah. there's the possibility of yeah. someone signing him if he is okay which i really hope brilliant signing for brentford uh really good man. yeah before we go we'll move on to talk about the top four only two of us need to talk about that but before we yeah. do talk about that uh just just thoughts on on chelsea's situation obviously the situation would be far far better if there was no situation because that would be mean nothing would be happening in ukraine but uh I mean, there's talk that in 81 days they go bankrupt. Uh, you know, they're, they're not allowed to sell tickets now. See, uh, Only season tickets can go if it goes on over the summer. There's no season tickets. Not allowed to sell anyone, buy anyone, loan anyone. And, and, and Abramovich isn't allowed to sell it. Uh, and no one's allowed to buy it. Uh, I think money will talk in the end, so they'll do some deal. It's probably going to be fine, isn't it? Because the thing is, they can't buy or sell anybody, but they couldn't do that now anyway until the end of the season. And they could no, complete. No, they yeah. could sell it in a... I think they could sell, make a sale in a month to six weeks, and apparently there's about twenty people interested. It's gonna, there's going to be so much interest yeah. in that, and yeah. I don't I think mean, it'll be a problem. I think it might no. be a problem in the future unless they get someone like a brand rich that's prepared to put a huge amount of money into the club because it's not think, self-sustaining. Yeah. Got I mean, I mean, five billion debt. I, I think they'll be allowed to sell it, not buy it, but obviously no money will be able to go to. Yeah, he doesn't get the money, but the, but, but the but money that would go right. to him goes to the Premier League, goes to grassroots goes to the NHS or something like that. I, I think someone will be allowed to buy it. And, and From what I understand, the, the sale will be facilitated by the UK government, if I've read that correctly. I'm not going oh, right. Another it. test and trace in coming. But, it, but it, it would it would probably, I think in that scenario, I don't know. I'm, again, it's a bit of speculation. I think in that scenario, what the government does would then essentially be the broker in that scenario. Uh, rather than being directly involved, because it is ultimately, you know, in the letter of the law, it is a private um, thing. So I don't know. Obviously, the government can can bring forth legislation if it needs to, to sort of enable it to do stuff. But I don't think it would want to. That's just speculation. Uh, I think it would just be a case of we're going to broker this deal. We're going to find a buyer. And then there will be some discussion and consultation over the proceeds. It might just be that the proceeds will go back into the club. To be honest, so let's say, for instance, you know they're valued at say three three billion. The buyer spends three billion, but then that because of the debt obligations that Chelsea have, it might just go to be to sort of pay their creditors potentially. Possibly. I think the the, the debt was so a Bramovich, wasn't it? Wasn't it like a loan? Yeah, but it's not just it's not just a Bramovich that they owe money to. It's like any operation, they will always owe money to other people. And with the fact that I think their wage bill is something like twenty eight million pounds a week, uh, they're probably <laughs> going to be racking up a lot of owed wages, for instance. So it'll be a case of right. That's the profit from the sale. For let's get all the creditors other than Abramovich paid off and then if there's any left over i think it'll probably they'll do something it does show do that the the premier league maybe need to look at who buys into the premier league and not yeah. just accept any billionaire because i think mm. chelsea aside there's a few other clubs that could be <laughs> the same sort of situation 
They, and... they won't know, will they? Because the Premier League get a load of money from it. And the, the, the whole Newcastle thing makes me laugh because the yeah. Premier League allowed essentially a company to take over one of their companies who yeah. who who kill homosexuals in their country. Yet the Premier yeah. League will always uh, <laughs> band around yeah. the LGBT community and, and yeah. you know, the... the, the yeah, Manchester City as well. They got... yeah. The thing is so, that... Yeah. So this is the thing, right? This is what pisses me off. Again, this is what's again. It shows the Sky billionaire access, right? Sky love these billionaires, by the way, right? Because what Sky would love to see would be for every for for all football to basically be that spectacle thing, like they have in the United States, a closed shop cartel, right? No promotion, no relegation, none of that. It's just the same thing being churned over and over again. So they love the ESL-esque ones, the ones that were happy to go for the ESL, which include Manchester City, Spurs, Man United, and those big billionaire owners, right? Daniel Levy is also a billionaire, just so you're aware, okay? Um, he is. He is. He owns... Uh, I'm not laughing that he's not. I'm laughing yeah. that he's probably spent about £1.50. So. Yeah, exactly. But this, <laughs> they, they, when they think of him, they don't think he's a, of him as a billionaire, but he actually is. Right, he actually is a billionaire if you look at his net wealth because he owns 30% of Enoch, who own a three and a half billion pound um asset according to their own valuation. So his stock in that makes him a billionaire, right? A lot of Spurs fans don't register that about him. So he's a billionaire like Joe Lewis is, anyway. Off the point. Um, the the the, the issue with the sort of um ownership that the Premier League wants is that they don't care about competition. They don't care about the fans. They don't care about football being or football clubs being community assets. They view it purely in terms of business. They are private businesses and they can run it according to free market principles as much as they like. That's their view of it. So they're not going to give a shit about their owners and things. It's just about the tick box. As long as they can turn around and say, no, we have followed the process. That's all they care about because that gives them, uh, you know, the, the out. They don't give a shit about human rights. They don't give a shit about morals. And this whole thing, like the one that pisses me off is the taking of the knee, right? Do we honestly believe that any of these individuals actually, or the vast majority, actually give fuck number one about racism? They live in a closeted, pampered existence where they are paid ridiculous amounts of money where they are paid more money in a week than most people earn in a year do we honestly believe that they give a fuck you think about the players or, or, or the... all of them players i think the players the players do i think i mean, I, think, I think people like rashford does for example again I, I, one yeah. or two exceptions but yeah, i said yeah. the vast majority i didn't say all the vast majority they don't care it's an because their existence is so marketed. It's all about marketing and endorsements and, you know, product placement, all of the things that we expect from a corporate in existence. For them, it's also a tick box. They don't sit, none of them have sat down and had an actual philosophical um, think, a thought about racism, about why it's wrong. It's just parroting what they're told to do by their agents or by their clubs. They don't care either. If it didn't, co if it cost them money, the clubs would be saying to their players, don't take the knee. Right. How about this? How about a take the knee tax for every time that their players take the knee? They've got to donate a million pounds or a hundred thousand pounds to an anti-racism charity. Believe me, if that tax was in place, bending the knee or taking the knee would disappear overnight. They don't give a fuck. It's tokenism. And that's what pisses me off. Right. 
So we've got this taking of the knee, and yet we allow the Saudis to come in. We allow the fucking um, uh, Emiratis to come in. The Emiratis are one of the most racist regimes on the planet. 15% of the population of the United Arab Emirates are actually Emirati. 85% of them are foreigners, and they treat them like slaves. You're telling me that's not racist? Right? Uh, let, let, let's move on uh, for, from all of this. Uh, Rich, I, I know you've got to head off soon to do yeah. your own stream. Let's go for a question. Sorry, guys. I wasn't, I wasn't angry about <laughs> right. you. I was, just, I was angry about the situation. Sorry, not, yeah. uh, not at you. <laughs> Yeah, but, but Rich will move on to top four. For me, it's between these two teams, United and Arsenal. We're out of it because we're too inconsistent. Uh, uh, a couple yeah. of questions for you uh, before you head off. Uh, what were your thoughts of the game? I imagine uh, your your main answer is going to be about one player beginning with R. Um, and do you, is that a big, big game for you? Is that a kind of stop the rock game, especially after the Manchester City game? And, and what do you think of thoughts? Of I think if we got any chance of finishing top four, then we had to win that game just because if, mm. I think if Tottenham win the games in hand, they go above us. And we've drawn quite a few games recently and mm. Arsenal are consistent at the moment. So they've got... A, uh, a strong position for top four. I think if we didn't win against Tottenham, I'd definitely say I'd write it off. To me, if you look at the fixtures left, Arsenal got to play Liverpool. We've got to play Liverpool as well, both next month, I think. And Arsenal need to slip up for us to get top four. Let's be honest, they're a massive favourite now. They've got three games in hand. They've got no European fixtures, which is a big plus over the season. So I'd, I'd be really surprised if Arsenal don't hang on. Because one thing you would say about Arsenal that They've suffered badly when they've played Man City at Liverpool. They've had heavy defeats against those two teams, but they've been quite consistent in beating teams in the bottom half of the table. They've been putting Norwich away, putting Leeds, and quite convincingly, like four or five no wins against those teams. Yeah. So they've done what they need to do. They've they've won the games they should win. They haven't beaten Man City or Liverpool, which you don't expect that because Man City and Liverpool are way ahead of the rest of the league. And that's only 12 so, points, really, if you think about it. Let's say they lose both both games. That's it. Both so we're losing those games as well, so it doesn't make any yeah. difference. But they're, they're winning. <laughs> they're, 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 they're doing what they need to do, aren't they? They're, yeah. they're beating Norwich, beating Leeds, beating Everton. Yeah. Actually, lost to Everton. But they're beating most of the teams in the bottom half. And we're drawing yeah. some of those games. And fair play, Arsenal probably, on balance at the moment, deserve top four. I'm a bit surprised if, if they do get top four based on last season. But... Well, they've they've got rearranged games as well, which haven't been rearranged yet against Chelsea and us, which are obviously big yeah. games. But and they've they're, they're, they're big well. games, aren't and they? But us. they can probably lose two and still be above us. That's the yeah. problem. I think Arsenal need to lose four games. I mean, I mean, that's what we're talking about. You're probably talking yeah. they need to lose four games and maybe draw a couple for anyone if else. If we beat Atletico Madrid tomorrow night, then we've got another couple of difficult games in Europe. Yeah. No matter who we draw, it's going to be two difficult games. And I think we, I just don't think we'll get top four. I think it's unless Arsenal implode, which I don't see because they've gradually got better over the season, they're getting top four. What certainly has to happen, what certainly has to happen is they would need to lose to Chelsea, Liverpool, United and Spurs. I think yeah. to, for, for them, because they have to lose ground. And we'd they have, have to, to pretty much, yeah. if we got knocked out by Atletico and just went on a, a crazy run in the Premier League, which we've not done for several years, <laughs> then... <laughs> So maybe we get top four. But... I don't know. We've been on some crazy runs, just not winning ones. Yeah. <laughs> you beat Man, you beat Man City, though. How did you beat Man City and then 
Lose they attack to, us. Uh, they like... attack us. Teams sit back. We can't play. Teams attack us. We can pick them yeah, up. Yeah, Man United attacked us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, we had Ronaldo though. Sorry, sorry. Uh, uh, no yeah, we, we need we need teams to attack us and our players to wear football boots and not like uh, ice skate and not have Ronaldo. Yeah, and that, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, what's your priority now? Do you think top four? Champions League. I mean, winning the Champions League is is, is more. Yeah, it's the only thing you can win. Than, I, I don't know. Top four is something that equal priority, I suppose. I, I'd like to see us do well in the Champions League if I could pick one. I, mean, I with, think, as was shown on Saturday, if you have Ronaldo, a fit Ronaldo, an angry, uh, 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 focused Ronaldo, you've got goals there. But yeah, uh, I, I tell you, who's going to have to play out of their skin if we are able to get anywhere in the Champions League is De Gea. De Gea yeah. I mean, I mean, it, like, I mean, it, you can think, Ronaldo <laughs> the other end is one thing. Performances every game, isn't he? Yeah, yeah one big, thing at the other end, right? Yeah, is Ronaldo. If you end. come up against, let's say, if you come up against, say, Benzema, uh, Benzema against PSG, you know, your defence will not be able to handle that. You know, Harry Maguire's pocket, play. mate. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it's not possible. Man yeah, United, I don't think I'm the slowest yeah. defender I can remember playing for us since Warren Blanc, but it's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, if Modric, if Modric <laughs> can still turn it on against PSG, he can turn it on against Man United. I think, I think the yeah, weird yeah. thing about United in the Champions League is it, you know, we have that ability, I think, to, to we have done well in the Champions League this year in terms of like finding a way, finding mm. a way. I don't know. And maybe something could play into the psyche like that. But I mean, to, to legitimately think, I mean, I'm not even convinced we're going to be Atletico. And there, and I'm you know, you know, what, the first leg against Atletico, we were so, so poor awful. in the awful, first yeah. half. So awful. I think Atletico must be kicking themselves. So you haven't got a 3 1 win from that game. Yeah. Because I watched that game and think, we got a 1 1. We almost won it in the last five minutes. We could have won it. And I was just thinking, how have we, you know, everything that could go right, like they hit the crossbar, hit the post. They were all over us. We were awful, and it was we one. We ended up winning the Champions League like that. I didn't buy Munich yeah. at the poster twice. Or, or they hit the crossbow, didn't they? Went. I think we yeah. got lucky with that one, but we did have our two best midfielders missing that day, so we. Yeah. I think we deserved a little bit of luck. But yeah, with Ronaldo, you never know. With Ronaldo, you never know, and and yeah. But I mean, yeah, no, we got, it, anyway, it, better head off. But cheers, yeah. guys. Uh, just quickly, your yeah. channel uh, for people who don't know, it will be uh, in the for, description. Yeah, Rich Sports is generally Manchester United content, but I do some Premier League content as well and a few other things, a few different podcasts sometimes throughout the year to sort of review Premier League games, fixtures, how teams are doing. So a, a bit of a mix, mainly Manchester United biased where I put out our propaganda. But at the moment, we've been just pretty much damage limitation for our season expectations. And Manchester Derby, <laughs> fantastic. It's, it's so, essentially yeah. a Manchester United version of this podcast because we've done damage limitation. Yeah, probably. On a Monday night, usually we like review the Premier League action for the last sort of week. But I'm doing Atletico Madrid preview in about five minutes. So I better head off. But cheers, guys. Yeah. Nice to meet cheers. you all. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thanks so much for coming on. Uh, ben, top four. You... you uh, are you a bitch there that it's, it's Arsenal's to lose, or do you think that's a, a big, big, big result for you to like give I you say, maybe some momentum, or do you think someone else will get it? Like I say, I think I, I, I think there's a lot of football still to be played. I, I think United, we're obviously outsiders now. I don't, you can't, you know, we, that's clear. You can just look at the table. But I think if Arsenal, for example, were to like I say, to win any of those four. I mean, even if they, you know, maybe lost three and drew one, they're, 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 there's an opening there. But it, I, it's more than that, is I don't see United putting like seven wins together. 
you know, do you know what I mean? I, I, so, so even if you know, I'm, I'm just trying to do the maths now, but like, even if United won every game to the end of the season now, which isn't going to happen, I think that puts us on 77 points, right? Mm-hmm. Arsenal could afford to pretty much, I think, I think I'm right in saying lose four games. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, that seems a bit hopeful. I think what, what I would say about the top four with history has shown you is that nobody wants fourth teams lose all sorts of games towards the last 10 games of the season. Yeah. But uh, there's a, a, we, we're obviously in, in the conversation in terms of mathematically, but consistently, I, I don't think we've got a hope. Consistency is just all over the place. I think, I think Eugene put something on, on one of the Spurs chats, like we Won a game, lost a game, won a game, lost a game, won a game, lost a game. It's, it's literally like a roller coaster. You can't achieve anything like that apart from escaping relegation. If 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 you're winning a yeah. game and losing a game, winning, you need. And and Brian said it on here on Friday. We need like a, a, a run of four games, Everton, and then another four games, and, and we've fallen into that first hurdle. Albeit I, playing yeah. quite well, albeit playing quite well, and a little bit unlucky getting one of the best players ever on form. But we needed to win that game. We had enough to win that game. Where Ronaldo to win the game would have needed to score five goals. I I said I said after the Everton game, I said um, uh, I was on We Are Tottenham TV, and Ben asked me whether or not we'd get top four. I've been saying since the transfer window we're not getting top four, and I've not moved from that. After that game against Everton, I said everything depends on Man United. I said if we win that game then we're in with a shout. If we don't, if we lose, I said, we're out. And we're out. It's just, it's it's far too far to go, right? Right now, my hopes for the season will be to finish above Wolves and West Ham, okay? If we finish above them, that's like, okay, fine. Um we're not going to get top four. Arsenal are not going to drop the nine points that they need to drop for us to even be with in with a shout against them because they are six points ahead with three games in hand. Yeah. You know, Man United, maybe, possibly, because they're only a point behind. We're two wins behind, and there's only twelve. Uh, sorry, nine games left. Right? It's. The, the only thing I would say, the only thing I would say, just looking at the fixtures, Arsenal's fixtures. Okay, I know you've got to play Arsenal, right? So I mean, let's just. I guarantee. Argue... I guarantee you. I think Brian said it as well. Sky are waiting to sort sort that out along with the Chelsea one because can you imagine if it's a uh, uh, things change and it's Arsenal versus Tottenham for fourth in the league last day of the season you know that's what they're hoping for and yeah. happen because like you said Vez, they're too far ahead and need to drop yeah. a load of points and there's can't, too many yeah. other you can't matches. disrespect West Ham either can you they're, like, they're no. doing really well and I, I think you know you look at and, and West Ham will be buoyed as well weren't they from last season where they just narrowly missed out because they got some two two real bad injuries Antonio and Vice right at the crucial all i would say is right just going through your guys fixtures right i'm just looking at them brighton all right they're a good team but i think they're on the beach right their their results have really dropped off last few four weeks they could be on another continent and we'd have a trouble traditionally we don't do well at the amex okay fair enough but then you've got west ham it's a big game not saying it's not a big game but you you know 
I mean, that's Castle, at home, isn't it? Which, which yeah. we should well, be Newcastle, Newcastle, They'll attack us as well, which helps. Newcastle, who, who are going to be safe, right? Like, I'm not saying they won't play well, but, you know, they're, they're safe. Villa, mid-table, away. Won't be an easy one. Because you've got, but, you know, again, then They'll again, middle. Us. Brighton again. So you've got Brighton twice. Do we? Brighton on the 16th of March, it says here. Oh, that must have been one of the rearranged ones. And then on the 8th and April. Brentford away. I think Brentford will probably be safe by then. You know, no, they're not playing well. Leicester are all over the shop at the moment. Right? Liverpool, obviously, (laughs) probably mark yourself down as a nought for that one. Well, the thing is, I I think we could get something at Anfield. I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but... It does, Like Man City, they'll attack us. And if Klopp... (laughs) And if and if Klopp plays in those tactics like he left two central defenders with uh, uh, Alexander Arnold and uh, uh, Robertson. Uh, Robertson checking on the corner flags up the other end, I, I can see us getting to. And we should have beaten Liverpool at home. We had the chances to do it. Poor finishing cost us there again. But but then on the other hand, like you say, Ben, uh, we could have poor finishing. We could be on the end of the final. Yeah. All, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, I know things aren't won on paper. But you will be the favourite for every one of those games but Liverpool, right? And maybe the Arsenal game, right? You, you're the, you would be, right? I'm not, you know, Brighton twice, West Ham, Newcastle, Villa. If Brentford. we weren't, if we hadn't, if we hadn't over the last few years turned into a banter club, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I, I agree. I agree. It's not one on paper. I'm just saying your fixtures aren't the worst. You haven't got like. All the top six, you know, or we might let off with the Man Cities every week because they attack us. So we'd have teams who sit back against us and who are on holiday. Well, maybe teams who are on the beach will be all right because they won't track us down and close us down. I mean, we need teams to attack us to allow that space there for Kane to drop deep, players to run behind Mm. behind, uh, beyond him. Arsenal's Arsenal's fixtures, Arsenal's fixtures away to Chelsea, away to you, home to Liverpool, away to Villa. Away to Palace, who have drawn nil-nil with City tonight. Yeah, have they? Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brighton, a, a pretty easy one. Southampton, I'd expect them to win. United, away to West Ham. Yeah. Leeds, easy one. Newcastle, fairly easy. And then Everton on the last day of the season, who might need to win to stay up. Yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I just think with Tottenham, it, it doesn't really matter. I, I think we're so inconsistent. It doesn't really matter. We could have five, six games in hand. We're so inconsistent. I wouldn't be. No, able, I wouldn't happen, say with confidence that we'll get many wins. What will happen is that Arsenal will probably drop a few points, and it will get to the point where it's like, oh, Spurs can <laughs> leapfrog them, and in classic Spurs fashion, we will utterly fail to do so. Yeah, that's okay. what's going to happen. It's written in the stars, right? Yeah, and a yeah. big, big love to Bob Spur yeah. here, who's uh, put in the comment. How are you doing, Bob? What a game coming up, and uh, Ben unfortunately beat you to this slightly. Liverpool v City, although it's the other way round. He, he's uh, said City Liverpool, my bad. Uh, City dropping points tonight has made the top very interesting. Big up. Yep. What I would say, what I would say, and Ben will know this. We did a preview at the start of the season. I got laughed at for saying Liverpool would win the league this year. Just saying, mm. but, you know, the only the only thing I've got right, I'm bottom up fancy football, uh, but I may have Liverpool winning the league right. But I, didn't I also I also time. must say on the mid season on the mid season review of it, you went, yeah, I was well off the mark. <laughs> well, that, that can be edited. That can be edited Liverpool... out. That's fine. Liverpool, I mean, the, Liverpool are playing the scum the next game. So if they win that, they're one point behind. Yeah. 
I mean, what what you, what you want if you're chasing top four is you want to be playing teams who who are on holiday, really, or for us who are going to attack us, and you want other teams to play relegation teams because they're fighting for their lives and they need the points and they will scrap, they will put a fight in. But uh, like I said, we could have six games in hand. We're just too inconsistent. I can't see us clawing points up if we're six games in hand. So I just want to... While it's mathematically possible... I just don't want to finish below West Ham and Wolves. No. I really don't. That would just... But I'd I'd like to see him give people like Scarlett a chance now. I mean... He won't. While, while it's mathematically mm. possible to get fourth, he won't. If, if yeah. it becomes mathematically impossible to get fourth, then he might. But, you know, I don't even set yourself up for next season. Like, find out yeah. exactly what you need. You've got youngsters there who you don't know if they're ready or not. Give them a, give them a couple of games to see what they're made of. Obviously, if we're in your position, Ben, if we're in your position, Ben, where top four is much more realistic for you than it is for us, I'd say. Then you wouldn't be doing that. You'd be playing your top team every week. But yeah, I think I, I think we all, we're all in agreement. I think Arsenal are, are the favourites. I just think it's it really just depends. I think those four games that Arsenal, all these games in hand, they mean nothing if they lose them all. So yeah, you know, yeah. it, you know, it's points on the board is points on the board. Games in hand is games in hand. You know, so I, I think when if Arsenal do it, I, I say the league doesn't lie. If you finish fourth, you, you, you deserve to be fourth. But I, 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 I. I I just think those those four games they've got. I mean, against yourself, it's North London derby. Anything mm. can happen, and right? Chelsea, a London derby, West and Ham. I think the same. If United go to Arsenal, knowing that if we win, we have a really good chance of top four. United are that type of team. I think we'll put in a performance. We, I, 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 I really do. I like when it comes to it. We seem to find just enough, just enough often. And I think um, if it's if we're miles off, then I think we'll, we'll go there and we'll, we'll put a bad attitude in. So it's, I, I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting to see those games. I don't know the order of the games that are going to be played or, you know, how many points Arsenal can rack up before they play those games in hands. But, um, but you know, there's some tough games that mean, you know, Chelsea, you, United and Liverpool don't get tougher, really. No, yeah, it will be interesting. Like I say, like you know, history shows you that no one wants that fourth place because teams drop points all over the place who are going for that fourth. But I think it's between you two guys personally. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, we pretty much reached the end now. There's not much to talk about uh, other than going over the terrible defending of Ronaldo again, which, uh, you know, don't really want to talk about Ronaldo. Just, 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 just one thing quickly on the Chelsea thing. I, I, I didn't say anything, but just one thing on the Chelsea thing. I, I don't think anyone, I mean, I've got family who are Chelsea fans, uh, <gasps> and, and I, I don't think anyone, like whether it's Berry, Chelsea, whoever, wants a team to go out of existence i mean no, no one wants no. that right I, I, no one wants that so but what i would say is i think like other, you guys have all said if this doesn't prompt a review of who we allow to be owners of these clubs right then the foot then football i mean you could argue football is gone you know from the premier league era money's come into it but football then really has gone you know, I, I, I really believe that. I, I believe that, you know, you cannot you cannot let football clubs have to go through this. And I hear some of their fans going, it's nothing to do with us. It's nothing to do with us. Why is politics in football? Well, you've we've allowed politics in football. 
we've allowed those owners who are politics led, right? And the same with the Saudis and the same with, um, you know, cities owners that, you know, they are politicians first. They own a club, right? That's they not club, how... They own the club for political purposes. Yeah, sports washing. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it's it's exactly that. And we... Even and Abramovich, all these... you know, just to, sorry, just to interject, Ben, yeah. but Abramovich also did it for sports washing as well, bear in mind, and yeah. and to, to also try and protect his assets because of the whole history that he had with the Yeltsin-Putin thing as well. Yeah, he wanted to be present, didn't he? Visible, more yeah. visible as well. I, I saw... Yeah, so, you know, I, I, look... I don't want Chelsea to go out of business and I really don't, you know, people always say like when like a Newcastle comes along, oh, you're just worried because they're going to take your spot. That really isn't it. You know, I'm used to United not winning leagues now. Yeah. I've become accustomed now, right? You can't really come on a Spurs pod, uh, stream and then talk about how you're used no, to not winning listen, leagues when you've had about 19 in your yeah, life. But listen, all I'm saying is, right, it, people, it's an easy <laughs> out for these clubs to say, oh, you're just worried about your football. That's not it. Yeah. No. Right? I'll say this. Let's interject again. I'll say this. If an oil shake them took over Spurs, I would abandon my support of the club. Yeah. I could not support a club like that. So I, it's not, yeah. you say, Ben, it's not, it's yeah, not. I agree. Of, I'm not of, sure I would have abandoned it, but I definitely I would. wouldn't have the comfortable feeling of being a fan of that club anymore. I, I, I couldn't yeah. do it. I, 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 you know, it, I think it might be a little bit ingrained in me to still watch the game. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever really not, but, but I, I do think, you know, this sort of, you can just buy a tribe by buying a football club now, you know, and all this like what aboutery that goes on. And, and, you know, it, I, I just, I just get fed up of it. And I, 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 I struggle to let it go when I talk to people about it. It, it really annoys me. So, um, but yeah, I, I think there's a difference between having Chelsea go out of business. I don't think it will happen, but you know, yeah. I, you know, and just this idea that fans don't want Chelsea to do well because, you know, if Jeff Bezos buys you, good luck to you. You know, if he pumps money in, well, good luck to you. I don't know. I I I I disagree on that point in terms of thing. I think I I have an issue with billionaires buying clubs because it ruins competition overall, right? My I said it on Thursday on 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 the my primary stream or the stream that I'm on primarily. I said, what's the point? Of the other 17 teams, let's say Chelsea weren't was still under Abramovich's ownership and nothing had changed on that score. What's the point of the other 17 teams? All I would say well, to that gonna, is if they're gonna keep buy if they're gonna just buy titles, what's the point of them? Yeah, all I would say to that is I I, I maybe would think myself a little hypocritical if I said that, because I think there's always gonna be a richest team. And United for a long time have spent lots of money i and i, I don't argue, really mind i would argue make the money because i would argue made... if you've made the money yeah, yeah. I, I agree if you've made the money that's fine yeah. you know it's yeah. not that that is that is something that's legitimate right earning your own money and i've said that before and i've said that about arsenal yeah. right as well they've made their money not, arsenal have not been bankrolled by anyone yeah. right but the the point is this is that because of what's happened with man city with Chelsea and what will happen, I guarantee you, with Newcastle is what Jack Walker started with Blackburn, but in a very small scale way in, in that he warped the, not the competition necessarily on the field, but competition when it comes to the resources that a football club uses. 
what Abramovich did is that he did what Jack Walker did to such a degree that probably he is most responsible for the ridiculous prices that we see for players now. Even though Chelsea themselves aren't any of the record holders. But what they did was basically prompt the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona to up their game, which then led to the PSGs doing it as well when they had their things. And then the Man Cities, again, Man City have never, other than this season with 100 million, that was the biggest um, price I think they paid uh, ever under the the Al-Nahyans. But the point is, is that when you allow that bank rolling, what you do is that you lead, you you get this heated up market that basically warps competition. And yeah. if you read the fan led review, one of the things it talked about was about clubs desperately trying to compete against that and taking ridiculous risks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I do get that. But that's kind of what Leeds did to compete, wasn't it? Leeds did well, that. Leeds, no, no, no. Le- Leeds was a different situation, and 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 I'm sensitive to Leeds because. One thing that you hear from a lot of Spurs fans who who are supportive of the current hierarchy is they say, oh, we don't want to do a Leeds. And it's like, <laughs> it was a completely different scenario then. It no. wasn't enormous finance. No. Um, right now, the top six clubs are so insulated from that that it would take financial mismanagement of epic proportions for any of those six to do a Leeds, right? Mm. The others are very vulnerable to it. When Leicester, Leicester, for instance, the last time we have figures, they spent 108% of their turnover, as in more than they yeah. made yeah, yeah, on yeah. wages. That's the sort of thing that is yeah, a problem. Because yeah. United you, are quite low on that generally, the old yeah, percentage of turnover, because yeah. we make... Yeah, but, but, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not overly against... You know, I, I think you know, you're always going to have players who uh, players clubs that are owned by things i think i don't know how you regulate like you know like like to someone like a i don't know a watford you know the, the money spurs has i guess it might be nuts i don't know or, or, or even a lower league rotherham or something you know it's all it's all relative i guess i just i don't i don't yeah. mind that i just hate the politics i i hate yeah. i hate that you know you've got people who are shelling you know buses of kids on a Wednesday and turning up at a game on the, on the Sunday, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't square that. So, um, so for me, that's what I hope comes out of this. If anything is just that well, there I mean, is a line, there is a line that yeah, comes but, from it. From politics. But every, 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 listen, no billionaire becomes a billionaire through 100% clean um, activities. No, right? I get that. They so Joe hold Lewis, position Joe Lewis, our, our ultimate owner, Joe Lewis, there are serious questions asked about him about what he's doing in Patagonia, yeah. right? Where he's a- alleged to have forced people off their land so that he can build a-, a resort out there. You know, the the point is this. Listen, if you've got a billionaire owner, fine. But that billionaire owner should be doing what is best for football, not yeah, for what, not just for his club. So what you do is limit spending. What you do is limit spending and you do it according to how well a club does. So if a club wins the league one season, you say, fine, we're going to limit your spending to nothing the next season. You can't buy any players. You've got to do it again. You've like got to the show NFL the model with the draft. Again. 
so to speak. Sort of. A lot of people have drawn that comparison. It's not the same because what you're you're not you're not limiting the players that they can buy, just their spending. You can spend it however you like. Let's say you finish second and you're allowed to spend twenty million the season after. However you like, you can spend zero. You can spend two pound fifty. You can spend twenty million. You can buy twenty players. You can buy one player. You can buy however whatever you want. But that's the limit, right? That's financial fair play properly implemented. And and that's easy enough to do. And you don't even need necessarily agreement with other leagues to do that. You just limit it to your own league. I don't you know about that. Do what you want. I don't know how I don't know how I'd feel about it. I don't know. I don't know. I I I You I, only I feel just... uncomfortable. You only feel uncomfortable because you're not used to that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I I I I you know, I think there is something about it. I feel like if you Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I I, I, I just I just want to make sure that like you know, like my my father-in-law is is a, is a Chelsea season ticket holder. Goes goes you know everywhere, and I he would be absolutely devastated if Chelsea went. You know, he he's, he's, it's part of his my, fabric. Of my, his, yeah. my boss is a Chelsea fan. He's yeah, the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, and, and so the idea that it's just we want you know fans want Chelsea to go out of business because they're a threat on the pitch. I, that's that's not that's not it. And I and I hope that Chelsea fans get that because that that's not what this is. And I hope, but you know it. it that's just my point of view on it. I think that I you know, you. If, if it doesn't, you. if it doesn't, if it doesn't get that the Premier League and FA to you know could seriously consider who can own a football club, forget yeah. about you know what rules are after that, but just physically the owners, and you know that should be reviewed on a you know biannual basis. You know, so you can't buy a football club and then nip off the war. You know, you know, like, you know, why biannual every year? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know, you've got to got to re-register their players every season. Re-register. Yeah, re owner. Yeah, you know, whatever way. I think you know, that's what I would do. But anyway, I hope, I hope, you know, I hope something does get sorted out as Chelsea. I just hope they're not as successful on the pitch, but not because of the money. Absolutely, I don't know. It's the same. I don't, I don't want Chelsea to do well, but I don't necessarily, I don't want Arsenal to do well, but I don't necessarily want them to go out of business. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. One hundred percent agree. Yeah, it'd be very interesting what happens with Chelsea and this whole situation, which is just an absolute mess and just tragic situation. I just don't don't have any confidence that the, 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 the football authorities will do anything except bend over and spread their cheeks like they have been for the last... I I would imagine these owners come in and then promise the Premier League, FA, X million, X billion, and then they get (laughs) backhanders and stuff like that. I would imagine Mm -hmm. they get a load of money throughout these uh, massive owners, and that's why they don't really care where they got their money from. That's what I think. But yeah, I mean, we pretty much reached the end. We talked about the game and then all sorts I mean, we go on about Chelsea for for ages because no one knows what's going to happen or what impact's going to happen but uh, yeah uh, thanks to Rich as well who's on uh, a little bit earlier as well talking about United and uh, Rez thanks as always uh, Pleasure. Shelfside Spurs uh, tell people a little bit about that I'll put my teeth so yeah Shelfside Spurs so on YouTube go on to YouTube type in Shelfside Spurs show right Click on the top link, and shelf side is two words. Go on there, like and subscribe, watch the videos, and then question your existence afterwards. <laughs> because we go all over the place. If you like really esoteric, 
random stuff. We talk about football as well. We talk about Spurs, um, but really it's it's a madhouse, okay? We have, as I said, we've had a couple of sort of very, very lovely guests on. We've had uh, Mickey Hazard uh, maybe about six, seven weeks ago. Uh, we had Steve Perryman on uh week before last, which is also great. I mean, seriously, the guy told us so many wonderful stories about the Bill Nicholson era, um, which is great, absolutely great. And it was so much fun to, to, to have him on. And then we did another hour and 40 minutes after Steve had gone uh, of just random shit. Um, so, yeah, if you enjoy that sort of thing, do come along because we, we would love to have you watching. We'd love a like. We'd love a subscribe. Um, Thursdays, 7.30. Um, enjoy. Excellent. Uh, it will be in the description along with Riches as well. And Ben, thanks so much for coming on. No channel no. for you to talk about. But... No, nothing to promote. Nothing no, to promote yeah. me. Can you promote ours I get as well so I can get like a double plug-in? <laughs> yeah, yeah, go for it. Go yeah, yeah. Yeah, nothing to promote for me, guys. Thanks for having us, Chris. Yeah, yeah no problem. Welcome anytime, uh, along with Rich as well. And uh, thanks for everyone uh, adding the comments in, uh, add it, uh, watching as well. Please hit the like, please hit the subscribe on 194. It'd be great to get to 200. Uh, yeah, be yeah, back yeah. on Friday. Yeah. Uh, when are we playing Brighton? Is that on? That must Wednesday. be on Sunday. Oh, right. okay. So that'll be Brighton yeah, Wednesday, Brighton Wednesday, oh, West, West Ham. Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to West Ham. Uh, so, yeah, so oh, be able to come... you want to meet at the Beehive again? Yeah, yeah, I'll text you uh, uh, on uh, Sunday, isn't Yeah, Sunday, yeah. isn't it? Sunday, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so Friday will be a bright, Brighton review, West Ham preview, uh, and then Monday will probably be an upsetting uh, <laughs> stream again. No, it won't be. We'll beat West Ham. Love we'll your beat optimism, West Ham. It's at home. It's you at love home. your optimism. That's what Tottenham have done to me. I'm the most optimistic. <laughs> I know, mate. I know. Yeah, and they know. dragged me down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, cheers to Vez, cheers to Ben, cheers to uh, Rich, and uh, cheers to everybody for watching. Please hit the like, please subscribe, then go into the uh, description, go to Shelfside Spurs and Rich Sports, do the same there. Be back on Friday. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Thank you so much for watching, for everybody who participated in the live chat and added comments. Before you go, please make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Anybody who couldn't watch the live video, you can still catch us on YouTube. Add any comments, suggestions or questions to the comments section on the video. Anybody who's listened to the audio-only podcast, thank you so much for listening. Anybody who wants the audio-only podcast, you can get this wherever you get your podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to Twitter, at LTalkTottenham, you'll find all the information there. We'll be back soon. We're live Mondays, 8pm, Fridays, half 12, UK time. Until then, come on, you Spurs!